Ho, 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 everyone. It's us. How do we start it? How do we start a podcast? Hello, sweet people. Sweet um, peas. It's sweet us. peas and mangiots. You have no idea what it's taken for us to record this episode for you. I pray to the high heavens that you're hearing it. I pray to the devil. I'm a Satanist. <laughs> it is the solstice today. Oh, that's fun. Good for, yeah. good for moi. And as we record this, it's actually also the fourth anniversary of a very special event in my personal life. What's that? Which was the time that I went on a second date to a guy's house, which <sighs> I, I was 100% sure I was going to get my skin cut off. Anyway, I didn't. Um, Hashtag and we watched. Thank you. We watched my own YouTube videos on his TV. Ah, memes. Love that. Yeah. That's what the anniversary is of, not just, like, the date. <laughs> You're like, let's be clear, the... it was a very special date, and that's why we celebrate. That's right. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cabin Fever Christmas New Year's Spectacular. Spectacular! Are you on meds today? No. <laughs> Neither. Okay. So, <laughs> this episode is a first and a last, because it is the first episode that we are recording not physically in the same room. Mm-hmm. We are very much, very much in different rooms. Different states, some could say. That's and they'd right. be correct, because we are. So yes, first episode, not together, last mm-hmm. episode of series one of the Cabby Thieves pod. A little tear just fell down my eyeball. I know. And the thing is, we aren't going to be missing even one episode. We will be back on January, like, fifth or something whenever the yeah guys I, I won't lie i'm not entirely sure why maddie's really set on making this a different season but she feels the vibe that it's a new we season and it's the end of a season okay? even though there's not even a... we need separation <laughs> so it's i'm just going year, with it and i think we all want to close this fucking chapter fair emotionally especially after this week <laughs> arguably the worst thing of 2020 has happened this week and we are going to get into that <gasps> yeah yeah um so hey guys What's poppin'? Guten Tag! I have a little doggy here next to me, so if you hear any weird noises, it's probably him. Weird um, flex, I'm sad I don't have a puppy near me. Yeah, I had to shut the cat out because he would not shut the fuck up. You also just like uh, to shut the cat out anyway. Yeah, that too. <laughs> if he could sit quietly, he might be allowed to join the studio audience, but he can't. If he could so. not be a cat, then I'd be fine with it, but... If he could instead be a beautiful golden retriever, then I'd be happy. <laughs> anyway. Ah, oh, <laughs> What do we have planned for today, Fiona? Well, today is going to be a festive episode. It's going to be a New Year's episode and it's going to be a touch of Little Mix episode because, you know, I can't start with that. I want to start with something festive. Yeah, we can't start there or it'll just be... I literally, before we got into the hour-long task of trying to set up recording... Like literally um, now, yeah. Yeah, was watching the the Towie... The only way is Essex <laughs> ten years special, and I was just like sobbing. <laughs> that's fair. So yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I've also spent a long day shopping for candles with my mom, so I'm a that's little bit nice. tired, guys. Yeah, I got so many candles. Fun. I do not have any new candles because I want to go to David Jones to sniff some, but lockdowns follow me, so yeah. I'm not going to be doing that for a while. <laughs> Classic gags. Classic. Anyway. Let's kick this spectacular off. Kickity kick. Soccer champs. The festive version of Win and Wine, mm-hmm. which we've crowned Ho Ho Ho, 
And no, no, no. No, no, no. I did a little fing- a finger wag when I said it, just so you guys know. And I'm so glad that I couldn't say <laughs> So the premise of Ho, Ho, Ho and No, 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 guys, is that we just, yeah, we, we like stuff about Christmas and we dislike stuff about Christmas. You may not have guessed, but we were both raised in white Christian households. So we are a Christmas gang here. <laughs> Um, I don't really want to start trying to tiptoe into other religions because then people will get offended. Um, and I don't really have many Hanukkah memories, sadly. Yeah, I was like, no one's asking you to tiptoe into other religions, buddy. So, ho-ho-ho, <laughs> no-no-no. Shall we start with the ho-ho-hos? These think... are like three of our favourite parts of Christmas Eve. Yes, okay. I'm going to start off with, you know... Sweet and simple Christmas music. It just gets me so hyped. Like, yeah. nothing, like, just, like, every morning since we finally set up our Christmas tree. I won't lie, I've been getting to the Christmas spirit late this year because we are moving and everything. Um, but every morning now it's just, like, play me either my true Christmas bops playlist or festive lads playlist. They've both got different purposes. That's true. I love Christmas music. I've not listened to a single Christmas song on purpose this year. Cause You're I'm really like, going through it, aren't you? I'm just putting putting it off till next year. Guys, Will is not here. I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I am, if any of you are like, I'm having a sad lockdown Christmas, like same, but it's not mandatory. But Christmas is great because there's such a variety as well. Like you've got your like Santa tell me's and your boob lace, but then you've also got like the real church bops. Oh yeah. Like, the very nostalgic ones. Honestly, I get so hyped when pentatonics do a church bop. It's like the classic church bop with a twist. A little cheeky spin. I know. I just really want them to record like a full album of the songs you would sing in chapel at school because the only recordings of those on Spotify are Hillsong and I refuse to support Hillsong. That's very fair. Although there was one time when I really wanted to listen to Shine Jesus Shine, remember, during office hours. Mm -hmm. And like I had to pull out a Hillsong playlist because it was the only one that had it. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) um, My first favorite part of christmas is just the overall cozy vibe but sadly um that does not exist in australia even if it's raining Mm. but i have a lot of plans of how i will claw it back when i have kids several of them revolve around christmas eve because i fucking love christmas eve and also moving countries again is a big part of those (laughs) yeah moving somewhere where it is winter during christmas time could probably help (laughs) and i also feel like my birthday should be in winter my birthday guys fyi really important take note is january 2nd i'll kill you (laughs) january 2nd yeah um but it really feels like it should be in winter every time it's in summer i'm like ugh. and i was born in the northern hemisphere so it really should be in winter that's fair yeah what's your second favorite part about christmas i am just the scents and the flavors Mm. I love him. I love a little yeah. bit of a gingerbread. I love a little pine tree. A touch of cinnamon. A Starbucks drink. Ugh. Toffee nut latte, fuck me up. Actual gingerbread, yeah. fuck me up. Uh-huh. The scents, like, oh my god. When we went to Sweden a couple years ago, when Fiona uh, and I went to Stock, oh my god, that was so good. I know. That whole Stockholm trip. Fuck my life. Anyway, so <laughs> we love to get little souvenirs, right, from everywhere we, we go. You guys, this is going to be a long fucking episode, but you already know that. You've seen the timestamp. Anyway. <laughs> Um, everywhere we go, we like to get a little souvenir and like, we definitely like to get an art 
yes. from anywhere that we go. Usually it's just like a really nice postcard. Sometimes it's something else. But we got to the end of our little Stockholm mini break, which was an absolute dream. Mm-hmm. An absolute dream. <laughs> Good one. Thank you so very much. Um, and we realized we were on our way, like basically to the airport. We we're in the train station. We we're like, oh my God, we don't have our souvenirs yet. And we mm-hmm. couldn't have, we didn't find it in art. We finally found this shop and it had the cutest freaking candles. Yeah. Some of you may be familiar with this brand. I don't think it even is from Sweden. I'm not 100% sure, but it's Scandina- Scandinavisk. And <laughs> Scandinavisk. we each got like a Christmassy scented candle from them. And I've got a few more of their candles since then. And it is just like the scent of Christmas. They've got one that smells like fresh snow. Like a pine scent is so Christmassy. The smell of like mulled cider or just mulling (gasps) spices. Fuck me up. Yeah. Absolutely. My second thing that I love about Christmas is wrapping. Yeah. I mean, like I'm more of a beatboxer, but. Well, I've just realized because you know how I can absolutely fucking smash Busta Rhymes versus Justin Uh Bieber's Little Drummer Boy. Of course. And that is actually really impressive. It was one of my 25 before 25 and I did accomplish it. Nailed um, it. But also just wrapping presents. Like I get so into wrapping presents. I'll be like, but also just, I'm like, yeah, man, I think that's where most of them went. It's I don't know. Me. I think it was like fun that in, in more than one circle, I'm very well known for that Busta Rhymes verse and that's for the Justin fun. Bieber's little drummer boy in general. Like that Nailed. is a calling card of mine in several different countries. So, um, but yeah, I fucking love wrapping. I just love, I love buying people presents. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's not higher on my love languages. I don't know which way love languages go. Is it what you like to do or what you like to get back? It's both. Like, I give and receive with gift giving, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, okay. I just love buying people presents. Like, I really fucking yeah. go off on it. I love it so much. And I love wrapping them so they all look nice. Yeah. Wrapping. And I, that's, like, how I get into the Christmas spirit is wrapping everyone's presents. That's fair. What's your number one thing about Christmas? I, you know what? It is such a cop out, but the widespread joy. Like, I, I do feel like it's lacking a little bit this year, but just in general, it's like Pinterest boards are popping with new recipes. Instagram, everyone's like taking cute festive photos in the snow, like decorations everywhere and like shopping centers and all of that. Like, obviously, we're like year- cr- photos in the snow as we're like. <laughs> In fucking Australia. <laughs> yeah, but like it is a very here, unifying like... experience. Unifying <laughs> joy. It really is. So yeah. yeah, I feel like in general, like just like the the general vibe, the general widespread cheer that I feel. And it, it is a little like this year though, because like people aren't doing huge how to cook dinners for like 20 people and have this beautiful table spread because they're not having big Christmases. And like people aren't traveling for snow photos and I'm not going to shopping centers, but like, you know, in but general. Good on you. Don't do those things. Reuse your old content. Stay in your house. Yeah. Um, my number one thing about Christmas, and I think this is something that everyone can agree on and that we should all be focusing on throughout this episode, throughout our lifetimes is Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. Nice. That's my number one thing about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Love you, happy birthday. Even though you are... He's such a fucking Pisces. Jesus is such a fucking Pisces. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> he's definitely not a Capricorn. I feel like we've had this We've had this conversation already on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. We have. He's clearly a water sign. Anyway, so those are our three ho-ho-hos. Now let's get into, like, the fun part, which is the no-no-nos. Some negativity this festive season. Okay, That's my right. first no-no-no, which was... I was reminded of it um, <laughs> when I was talking about the sense. Um... Have you watched yet Holiday Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas? I have not, but you've told me that it's quite the event. Oh my god. So, right, this show, by the way, most of mine are like, you know, 
evergreen content where it's like every year this is a thing. This one just came out on Netflix this year. It is a homemaker of a show by a guy who does Christmas stuff. So you think it would be incredibly up my alley, like a hundred percent. But yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's just like so many things. He has like little DIY cutaways. Everything he does is so ugly. Like at one point they just have to like super glue a bunch of peppermints together into a chain oh, no. and then they just oh, hang no. that everywhere. Oh no. They put like he was like, let's put some pine cones over the fireplace and it's like a nice lush green spot. So you're like, yeah, like, you know, three to five pine cones would be gorgeous there. He oh, like no. lathers it in it. It's like yeah. tw- like twenty to thirty pine cones. <laughs> it's just the whole thing is so much. Um, and <laughs> one of his tips um, was to have put on the stove some boiling water and then put in like some cinnamon and some, um, he's pronounced it aniseeds, um, but <laughs> aniseeds, um, and some oranges and just let that simmer on the stove all day. Why smell of water? Christmas. You're not even making mold anything. No, 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 no. So you water. have the smell of Christmas going through your house. Mike, can you imagine if you came over to my place and you look at the stove and there's like a massive, like huge, like soup. Like a pot. vat. <laughs> yeah, on my stove. And you're like, oh, what are you cooking? And I say, nothing. It's just for the, the scent smell of, of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. And he, like, yeah, I just, I don't want to rip into him too much. Mostly because I'm just scared he would listen to this and I could roast him for days. But like, it's just, it's so, it's awful. All the homemakers. Speaking of the scent of Christmas. They put live candles in a firehouse. They made her a firehouse. Okay. And they put like flames yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry but speaking of the scent of christmas Uh what do you reckon jesus smelled like oh he would be smelled dirty it was like i mean yes but like if you're if jesus were like bopping around now and had access to like different scents okay i have such a clear idea in my head it'd be like a little bit woodsy a little bit like spicy but like incredibly clean I think it's a very, yeah, I was going to say a very fresh scent. Yeah. Like, very fresh. But definitely with a little hint of spice, I reckon. Like a, a vetiver, vetiver, what, what's that what's You that mean scent? vetiver, whatever That's it is. the one. Yeah, yeah. what do you guys reckon together? Jesus would smell like if he were around now? <laughs> Let us know. <sighs> Speaking of tacky home decor, though, my first um, no, no, no is uh-huh. colored trees. Ugh, nah. Like, when you go and you see someone's house and they have, like, a fucking hot pink Christmas tree. Okay, I will say, though, the one exception is, like, when people are so, like, iconic in their love of pink. Like, if Paris Hilton had a pink Christmas tree, I'd be like, okay, vibe. Like, Lisa Vanderpump. Like, if it's yeah, but if, like, if Lisa Vanderpump kicked you in the face, you'd be like, thank you. Like, this yeah, is not, I would really This is a measure of a person, not a measure of the tree. Yeah, but I feel like if like, pink... I think if pink is your... I think pink you can pull off. There is a world where you can pull it off. No other color. Fiona, though. you walk into a normal person's house and they've got a pink fucking Christmas tree. Yeah, that's tree. why I said specifically Paris Hilton or Lisa yeah. Vanderpump. Yeah, And that's Paris Hilton couldn't about. kick me in the teeth and I'd say thank you. She could kick me in the teeth, but I'm not sure I'd be that grateful, Maddie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you remember when she had that her inst- her Snapchat story and it was just that tiny fucking dog? Yeah, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, I think you'd let her kick you in the teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, are you disagreeing with coloured trees being fucked? No, all like other people, trees And I'm are not fucked. talking about like a colour coordinated I'm the devil's advocate, Maddie. I'm the, I'm the devil's advocate. So. Oh my god, I moved away from London for a reason. I don't need you following me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, people have like like... It, it usually is like a pink tree. It, it's usually a pink tree or yeah. a white tree. And I have no problem with like the snow-capped look 
on artificial Christmas trees. Oh, I think you will that when you see Mr. Christmas one, do it. He makes it so No, ugly. but I think when it's done well, yes. it's really cute. Because but of flocking. It rarely is it done well. But co- no, color trees are fucked. I'm sorry. You're trying to no, take the wind out of my fucking cells on colored just, Christmas trees? I'm trying to, I'm just trying to provide a, another perspective, Maddie, okay? But I do Imagine agree that they are fucked. They are someone's fucked. like, come look at my Christmas decor and you're ready for like a really fun like, winter <laughs> wonderland and it's just a fucking purple Christmas tree. Yeah, I would vomit. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, what's your second one? (laughs) My second one is women's Christmas shirts. Because I am a big advocate of the festive t-shirt. I love it. I love a Christmas pajama shirt. It's a good time. Yeah. I always have to get men's. Because the women's ones are always like like naughty if you're nice about it or like yeah, i went to kmart today and the one i saw was um nice until proven naughty mm-hmm. and they also uh, kmart also have hashtag elfie this year and it's just like yes, all they do of them headbands too oh, like, okay. it's just it's so depressing and then like, like the i men's want with ones... like a, a santa body on it you know yeah like the, the the men's ones are like a santa suit or like i've got a one reindeer like, um... getting drunk Mm-hmm. I have one that has Santa dabbing on it, which is fantastic. But they'll even yeah. have like just the classic designs where it's like a fun print with like some reindeer going across it. Like, yeah, the men's ones are great and the women's ones are just always like weirdly like sexualized and like feminine. And I'm just like, this is, it's a Christmas shirt. Like, do we need to be doing this right now? Have a wholesome one like Rudolph getting absolutely fucking blitzed. Yeah. And also just the cut of women's shirts. I'm like, why have you done this? Anyway, yeah. but that is a, that's a very real one. And to go along with that wine, this is just mm-hmm. adding to yours, this isn't mine, mm-hmm. is the fact that this year, the the Christmas shirts in general, there are no good ones. Yeah. It's a depressing and normally in around. Kmart, there's at least one good one. Yeah. No, I haven't, e- I haven't even got my Christmas pajama shirt this year, and I get that, like, every year, so. Yeah. Very sad. Let down. So, um, major low-price businesses like Big W, Kmart, uh, please do better. Lift your game. There may have been a pandemic where the people need necessities. Legit. <laughs> my second no, no, no. This is one that like I feel in the depths of my fucking soul. I hate it so much. And it's it makes me song. feel like depressed and angry. What did you just say? Is it the song? Yes, it's Fairy Tale of New York. Go fuck yeah. yourself, Fairy Tale of New York. It is so depressing. <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in Titanic where all the poor people are dancing around in the bottom of the ship, not knowing that literally 70 to 90% of them are going to be fucking dead in like an oh hour's God. time. It just reminds me of that. Or it reminds me of the Tenement Museum in New York. Anyone, hands up if you've been to the Tenement Museum in New York. It's so fucked up. It's this like block of flats in like Brooklyn or some shit. And you go in and there's actors that take you around these sad little apartments where everyone used to live in the olden <sighs> days and they put on this accent and I'm not exaggerating this was the accent that the woman who took us around the tenement museum had mm-hmm. my number two sister sleep by the fireplace no. yeah dead no. ass and this was my drama <laughs> class we were on our drama trip to New York and LA and <sighs> she was taking us around and we all like for the rest of time are like my number four sister sleeps by the fireplace on a crate so she can keep the fire going I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, maybe I could work at the Tenement Museum. You clearly don't need to be a great actor. <laughs> um, but that's the kind of thing that Fairy Tale of New York reminds me of. It makes me just feel so, like, like life is not worth living. Like a grimy And it's gray. just, yeah, it's the opposite of Christmas. And, like, if you have precious childhood memories of Fairy Tale of New York, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry your childhood I'm slept. sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, fuck Fairy Tale of New York. What's your number <laughs> one? No, no, no. 
I, I mean, okay, I won't lie. I haven't done these in lowest to highest. I feel like women's shirt would be my biggest one, but. Yeah, I feel like Fairy Tale like, New York is my biggest one yeah, too. Yeah. Um, just when people are little Grinches about Christmas, because it is just so pathetic. Like, I honestly, I forgive people if you are literally like in high school where like, I, I've been there where your personality is being the opposite of what other people want. I get it. So I forgive people under the age of 20 who are Grinches. Um, or like if you've had a major lifetime trauma okay, specific yeah. to Christmas. But by that I mean like an actual death. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those aside, when people are like, uh, the stores are all jolly again. I can't go into a supermarket without hearing jingle bells. Like, uh, why do people even like Christmas? Like, it's just, like, so pathetic. Like, just get over yourself. Like, I don't care about, like, a bunch of things, but I don't sit there the whole time being like, uh, I mean, that's what this podcast is about, eh? But, like, <laughs> second from on here, I don't dedicate my whole entire, like, Twitter feed to being like, fuck Christmas. Yeah, like, I truly don't give a shit about Halloween, but, like, it makes me yeah. happy that other people love Halloween. I'm yeah, like, like get into off. it. It's a vibe. Like, when people yeah. get, like, really just autumn as a season, I'm like, honestly, never really vibe with autumn. You won't catch me doing one tweet being like, Oh, you like falling leaves? That's pretty fucking stupid. You love autumn. I love autumn. Don't we both love autumn? Isn't autumn's the best season? I know you love winter number one, but like, isn't I autumn just, number two? I've honestly never really cared for autumn. Oh, I think it's like the best one because it's not too cold. But it's, it's like cold su- summer is my least favorite. And it's like a rain. It's a rainy guy. Yeah. No. Like I, I feel like autumn's like my third favorite. Oh really? Mine goes. Depending Autumn, on country, winter, it could even be. spring, summer. Summer's my least favorite. Summer, Fair. summer. I, I, I swap, yeah, spring and autumn are swap for me. I, I, quite like, I quite like spring, Maddie. I'll let you but know But even that. so, if people love summer, we're like, sure, love summer. I can yeah, we both that. hate summer. We're you. not like, how dare you enjoy the beach today? We're like, cool, enjoy it. I'm melting. I'm like, yeah, yeah there are elements of summer that I like, but like, yeah, it's number four for a reason. But... <laughs> Yeah, when people are like, ugh, I don't feel Christmassy this year. Can we just skip it? I'm like, no, other people are enjoying it. Yeah. Let people enjoy it. If you're not feeling Christmassy, that's absolutely fine. I'm not feeling Christmassy this year. We're like, I still love Christmas. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm like, ugh, everyone else, shut up. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's your final no, no, no to the finger wag again? It's Christmas pudding. Ah, fair, yeah. Christmas pudding, fucking revolting. Number one, it's a glorified <laughs> fruitcake. Tastes like shit. You take one bite and you're like, ugh, get this out of my mouth. And then you're like, what comes with it? Custard, all right. Custard is like a mediocre accompaniment for a, a dessert. Oh, I love it's custard. fine. Yeah, custard is great when it's with something nice, but rarely is it. Usually custard is with something that you just want to fucking drown the flavor of. Fair like Christmas pudding and then to add insult to injury or add absolutely revolting just the worst ever to something that's already disgusting mm-hmm. you're telling me you're gonna put a fucking coin in my food <laughs> that is just the most that makes me want to throw up I saw a window full of moths today and that didn't make me feel as sick as the idea of taking a bite of food and finding a coin Mm-mm. No, no, yeah. no. I fucking hate coins so much. It makes me want to fucking die. Hate it. I hate it. And then if you're just hiding that in my food. You're hiding that in my food. And what do I get if, like, tetanus is what I get from that? <laughs> That's No valid. joy. That's a valid last place. Ugh. Ugh. Hate it. Anyway, that's our ho 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 no no no. Now that we're half an hour into the podcast. No no uh, no. Wait wait, Maddie. I want I want to do an interactive moment. Okay, if you're listening onto the podcast right now, 
Even if you're in public, you can do it down by the side. I want you to wave your little finger. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, cool. I'm done. Great. So we also probably, if I remember, we'll put up polls and you can tell us if you agree or disagree with our ho-ho-hos and no-no-nos. Yeah. And that'll be on Instagram at Hey Cabin Fever. At Hey Cabin Fever. Now that we've warmed you up to the holiday spirit, we're going to talk about something absolutely fucking devastating. Yeah, bring you up just to tear you down, baby. What happened this week, Fiona? <sighs> Jesse left Little Mix. Yeah. Now... I'm so sad about it. I don't, to, I don't want to say it. I know that you guys, we really have been so restrained when it comes to talking about Little Mix on this podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> we fucking love Little Mix. We live like, and breathe Little Mix. To the point where Jesse leaving, we have both received like many messages from people being like, are you <laughs> like, okay? I'm so, so sorry many. to hear we're this. Like, I'm so sorry to hear this. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, I'm not actually all right, but thank you for <laughs> thank you for sending your well wishes. We appreciate you checking in. This is just so sad. Yeah. And like, we also uh, haven't spoken to each other about it because we're like, save it for the vodka. <laughs> like our phone soaked in tears. Just save it for the podcast. I like didn't process it because at first, like as soon as she t- took an extended break from the group, I think we both were like, oh shit, like you know that's but i thought i was saying to liam before it happened i was like i feel like she'll be back in but like in a year to 18 months like i didn't think she'd be back soon yeah i think she needs like and the thing is as well we want to make it very clear we're very glad that she's doing what's best for her mental health we're just being yeah it clearly is very much what needs to happen so we're not like oh how dare you we're like congratulations on making what would have been a terrifying decision but we're still allowed to be very sad about it yeah um so yeah so like I thought she'd be away for a year to 18 months to, like, sort out her mental health and then probably come back. So I didn't really see the the band-aid ripping right off there. I, I felt the same feeling that I got when we um, preempted Zane leaving several months before he actually did. We did predict that. Yeah, we really did. And I have always said if one of them was going to leave Little Mix, it would be Jesse. I just really hoped yeah. we wouldn't see this day. Um, but unfortunately, the day has arrived. And I, like, really didn't process it at first. Because, like, I think I was like, uh-oh, when she made the first announcement. And then yeah. the second one, I was like, I saw that coming. And I, like, really thought I was okay. <laughs> Fast forward two it. days to 5 a.m. I'm on my phone just going through my Instagram for you page, which is all Little Mix. <laughs> and just, like, weeping. Like, full <laughs> sobs. Just watching, like, compilation videos of, like, montages of them. To like, yeah. we'll always be together. And I'm like, don't you <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it's so fucking sad. Like, I don't think you guys quite understand how much we love Little Mix. Like, yeah. we are day one rhythmic stands. Mm-hmm. And every year, this is actually very Christmas specific. Because every year, we haven't done it this year. We tend to do a rewatch of Little Mix's entire X Factor journey start to finish. God, it's so good. And well, now it's going to be, it's going to hit different. It's going to hit real hard. It's going to hurt. So we have to commemorate this week, this painful week in the Little Mix community. Yeah. We have compiled both of our top three group moments and our top three moments that will now make us weep. Yeah. So I would like to summarize it as don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Just before we get to that. Uh Uh-huh. How would you describe just the... The role that Little Mix has played in walking beside you for the last 90 years. 
fuck. I can like it's Little Mix and Panic at the Disco where I can any album they play. I'm like, oh, that's that's I can tell you where I was, what I was doing, what stage of life I was in. It's just like yeah. the background soundtrack to so much of my life. FYI, guys, we will do like a full Little Mix episode, if not several. Like before we made this episode, before we even knew that Tana was going to be back in Australia, I was like, we should make a whole podcast just about Little Mix. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> we've got a we've got a lot. And like also, we're very keen advocates for them. Like oh, so I many will times fight to if, the death. Yeah, if someone mix. hasn't like got into Little Mix, I'm like, okay, honey, you're wrong. And like, we will sit down and we will watch the X Factor journey. I will show them my favorite live performances, my favorite music videos, my favorite interviews. I'll be like, here or just you go. like them do singing a cappella together. I'm like, there you go. What do you have to say about that? What yeah. do you say about them just doing it an acapella off the cuff with no prep whatsoever? Legit. So yeah, I'll now be like, I will see you the here. Beatboxing. That's devastating. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm like, you will sit here and you'll be forced to love them. Like, you're not leaving until you're like, you admit and realize that they are incredible. Yeah. <sighs> sad. Okay, let's do our moments because I don't want to get sad. And okay. I have three sips of my little drinky drink. By the oh, way, yeah, we, we'll... we do have beverageinos. Beverageinos. Well, we're going to get to that. That's the final bit of the little mix moment. Okay. Yeah. All right, Maddie, what is, and there's no order for these, by the yeah, way. Yeah, these are I... not in order. And also, there are so many other little mix moments. So we many. just fucking, they are our entire life. We are not okay. joking. Shall we go with top three group moments first and then we can cry? So yes. what is your first top three group moment? Uh, B and Jade's hair. So this is when they were doing a live performance, like quite early on. Stop. Like maybe album one or two. And mm-hmm. like Leanne, I believe, is terrified of literally anything that flies. Like I feel you 100%. <laughs> there was like a fly or a bee in Jade's hair when they're performing outdoors at this like radio like intimate gig and they all just start screaming and running around and like swatting at things but they also just keep singing and they're all like crying and screaming and singing and like they're like it's in Jade's hair and Jade's just like singing and standing like dead still um yeah so my number one moment um was the time with the bug on the stage when they sang how you doing <laughs> and jesse's improvising to make it about the bug and perry takes off her shoe and starts swatting and leanne is just fully backstage <laughs> and yeah, leanne's like gone jesse's just like cackling as usual perry's improving so that the song is now about the bj's hair and then at the end jane just like does a massive hair flip hair and flip. runs yeah <laughs> but no that was literally my number one moment as well <laughs> That's a great one. What's your next one? Um, my next one is um, the entire Eden series, like Eden with Little Mix. Why did we no- not run these past each other? Because that's mine. Oh, shit. Okay, but my, I have a specific moment in it. Okay, okay. And it was just the pure, all of their reactions to Leanne's house. Like yes. when Perry's like, um, are we on the same wage? <laughs> yeah, they're like... And then all of them are just so happy that she has a place that she loves and they're like losing their minds over the wine cellar. So Yeah, they're that... all like, my accountant would not let me do this. And she like has yeah. a lift in her house and they're all like, what the fuck, Leanne? <laughs> yeah, so that is like one of my favorite, just like pure moments where they're all bantering about it, but then they're also also supportive and so happy for her. There are so many moments in that. My favorite moments in the Eat In with Little Meg series, which you can oh. see on YouTube. It honestly is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um every time one of them brings out like a surprise like the puppies or like the stripper or whatever and like there's one of them where i don't remember what it was but they are all literally like in tears 
And it's just so, it's just so great. It, you it's know because what? we love their friendship. We love this the fact that the they're thing. actually This friends. is why it's so devastating. Because, like, Jesse leaving the group, I can, I'm like, great for your mental health. Well done. But it's the fact that, like, in my heart, the fact that they are such good friends is really important to me. Yes. So I'm like, but they need to still be friends. So the fact that, like, in her statement, the bit about the other girls was so short. I'm like, oh, I think please. they, I think they all said it in person. I think it's okay. It fucking better be. All right. What's your final group moment? I'm really scared we're going to have the same one again. We won't. We ran this past each other. This oh, yeah. Because you, said... you said you wanted to take this one. Okay. Yeah. You go with yours. This is my favorite moment of perhaps entertainment history. Fair. And it is the time that at, I think it was at like the Capitol Awards or something. It's, it's, the, it's the Global Awards 2017. Yes. It's backstage and they are all fucked. Like my favorite thing is Little Mix just getting drunk as hell at awards shows. Because once they've performed, they're out. Yeah. And they're backstage. It's right after Liam Payne released his hit single, Strip hit, That hit. Down. And Jesse just sings this song. They're being interviewed by someone. And they like sing one little line of the song, and then Jessie just fucking goes for it. She just, but she doesn't she knows know she's any of the words. <laughs> and then the interviewer just goes, "Baby," because <laughs> she's like handed in the mic. I know you love it when you're in the crowd, but girl, work that far for me, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Guys, you've seen it. You love it. You know it. But that is my my number one favorite moment of Jessie. Is Fair. just her singing the absolute, like, not even real words. And then yes. just handing the mic over, like, there you go. And then they're all just, like, <laughs> crying. I just love Little Mix. What's your number one? The Rise and Fall of Rodney. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> oh, no. It took me, like, a second, but I got there. I can't even explain this to you guys. Basically, Rodney was an extra member on their tour crew. Um, some could say he had a striking resemblance to Jesse in a hoodie. Basically, what I do is I promote the band. I hand out flyers from time to time. <laughs> Casually hang out with the girls. <laughs> Sometimes I like to take him out for a drink or out on the town for a bit at all. <laughs> some of them like to get drunk, some of them don't. It's just so much. Like, they're just so chaotic. It's like early days when they're like, doing tour diaries and stuff and it's just pure chaos and i absolutely love it <laughs> i can't great. i can't even begin to explain it like you just have literally to watch. anything where you see them all just chatting is so fucking good and like remember when they were filming i think it was the black magic music video and there was like mm-hmm. a courtroom nearby <laughs> yeah. there was like a courtroom somewhere near where they were shooting and they just yes. went in and like filmed a whole like <laughs> bullshit like texas <laughs> court case thing oh my god they're too good. So great. Okay, let's get ready to weep, Maddie. <sighs> Top three moments that will now make us weep. Yep. Okay. What's your first one? I'm gonna try and do them building up to my number one. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Okay. So my number three of moments that will now make us weep is any time that one of them has cried on stage and then they Mm -hmm. all just, like, huddle around that person. Yeah. And this has happened a bunch of times and it is heartbreaking because they keep singing their little hearts out. They do. Yeah. Anytime one of them has cried on stage, like when Perry... Oh, oh. When Perry broke down when she's just like, the love isn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, in Good Enough. Oh, my... I just can't. But I mean, any time one of them's cried on stage. Yeah, off that, mine is 
that good enough performance where they're all crying. Yeah. That, what, that was one of, of mine. Which, crying. like, as if it didn't, like, it's like, they will now make us weep as if I didn't weep over that before. <laughs> as if I haven't cried over every single one of these <laughs> things already. Um, but yeah, so just that there's a good enough performance where it's, like, the grainiest quality on YouTube. And yeah. it's, like, zooming in on all their faces that are, like, on as the screens. As they cry. But <laughs> they just cry while they're singing good enough. And I'm, like, we're, like, I love Little Monk so much. And then we're, like, I watch videos of them crying for fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one of mine. What's yours? Your next one, Maddie? When Leanne cried talking about what she loves about Jesse. Stop. There's that yeah. interview where each of them has to say something they love about like one of the others, and Leanne got Jesse, and she like got half a sentence and then just like starts crying. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Fuck! I don't want. I don't want her to leave. I know. I'm really <laughs> upset now. Ugh! I should crack my beverage open. I'm drinking uh, a Mountain Goat Hazy Pale Ale because it's the only thing we have in the house that isn't whiskey <laughs> or champagne, and I didn't want to drink a whole bottle of champagne. Fair. Well, what I'm drinking today is um, I didn't want to open a bottle of champagne as well. That's all We're both so bougie. We're like, I literally <laughs> only have Moet. I'm sorry. <laughs> as if like my bottle of champagne isn't just like sparkling wine from Tasmania, like Yellow Glen. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got like a sparkling rosé as well, but like same but cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so I also didn't want to open up the champers. Uh. So the only other alcohol I had in the house is Pims. Um, but we don't have any Sprite or fruit, so I have just mixed it with some passion fruit flavored soda. Oh, um, passiona. But honestly, it's really good. So yeah. yeah, um, but I won't lie. Um, before I tell you my next one, that's going to make me cry. I've kind of realized, I don't know if I've told you this, Maddie. I think I'm allergic to some alcohol. Um, because <laughs> okay, last good time. excuse. No, 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 no. Is it like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to get so drunk. Basically. After lockdown, I went out and had some pims in the park and my face felt like it was burning and it was so red. But I kind of like was like, oh, I've tried new skincare. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's like that. I'm in the sun again after lockdown. Um, And then recently I went out and had some cocktails and the first one did the same thing to my face. And then I had a cider and it was fine. Then I had another cocktail and it it flared up again. So it's basically just doing allergy testing at this restaurant. Well, good Um, thing you're drinking pims right now. And I'm about to start drinking Pims, yes. So I'll keep you posted if my face starts swelling up. My next one is the Cannonball performance when they won. <gasps> That's my final one. Yes. Damn, so was, Yeah. Um, yeah, good. We really should have cross-referenced these because we yeah, just we have the same have. ones. Yeah. We'll talk um, about it more when it's, when, when it's my final one, I think. So, okay. So my final one is um, drunk. <laughs> I'm so sad. So drunk Jesse, <laughs> as per... Um, at the 2017 Brit Awards, I just have to like look it up to make sure I got the right one. Um, and Jessie's just off her fucking face. They all are. And she just goes like, I fucking love these girls. And then all of them are like, yes. stop, because you're not meant to swear. And then she's like, I'm just so happy. I don't care. These girls are my best friends. We can never have done it without each other. And Leah's just sitting there. She's like, I'll let you have this one. She's like, oh, I'll let you have it. But like, probably because like she knew how like sad Jessie had been lately. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy to see Jessie like just so elated and over the moon and I'm so sad because she knew how like how hard those high happy moments were for her so yeah that is like mine where I'm just like that one specifically will now make me weep because I just used to love it before I didn't weep before but now like knowing what she's been going through and seeing how the girls react to her being so happy and like not caring that she's like swearing and shouting on an interview they're like 
you know what? We're happy she's happy. So we'll protect her. Like oh, One of the saddest stop. things in the entire world, and I did send this to you, Fiona, there's like um, a random promo clip that they filmed quite recently for something in Japan. And Jessie's like saying, saying the promo and mm-hmm. Perry is just crying. Oh no, I know I saw that Like one. literally Perry is just crying in this promo yeah. video. It is so fucking devastating. But yeah, the number one for me and number two for Fiona thing that, will now make me weep is the the performance of cannonball for me i think it's the one before they know they've won fair like the one where they have won is just like so happy but the one where it's like look how far we've come together cannot believe we're here yeah and they don't and like, like know that they're gonna they have get no it idea that they're gonna win or not they're just like all singing together Oh, they don't know their life is about to change forever. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I know. I actually want to have a breakdown unless I just pour the last of this pale ale into this mug that I've got here. I've had, um, so I've had that's... Like a third of my glass and my face is a little warm, but I'm like, am I just warm in general? It's a warm day. So no, I think you're allergic out. to pins. <laughs> or, or maybe allergic to pins. We'll see how this progresses. I'm not going to stop you from drinking it. But anyway, <laughs> so we wanted to have a toast to Little Mix because this may be our end of year special. But it's honestly end of life as we know it. Because, God, Little Mix will never die in the words of every single one of them. They've promised us that they'll love each other forever. They've promised it publicly many times. And they better not break a promise to us. Yep. If you've heard the song, um, The Beginning, you'll cry. If you've heard The Cure, you'll cry. Don't even start me on Told You So. I literally listened to that and just wept. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, like every single song they've ever released. Good God. So let's raise our little mugs of varied alcohols to yeah. Little Mix, to Jade, Perry, Leanne, and Jesse. Long forever. may you be best friends forever and ever and ever. And if you're not, I hope I never find out. Absolutely. I don't want to hear it. I don't God care. God bless you, Little Mix. Cheers. I'm going to cheese my water glass to my pims to hear the sound. There you go, Maddie. A bit of ASMR for you through the podcast. Thank you. Here's my beer mug and my water bubble tea cup. (laughs) Satisfying clink. Beautiful. (laughs) Thanks. Now back to Christmas, I guess. Now I'm just thinking about when they sang Silent Night. Oh my god, remember last year when they put out that beautiful Christmas song that Leanne wrote? I am so proud of Leanne. I am so proud of Leanne. I feel like, yeah, honestly, I feel like if we had to pick one that we're like constantly like, I am so proud of you, it is Leanne. Like, like, we're proud of all of them. Proud of all of them. But Leanne has come so far, especially with her vocals. On that freaking performance they did of breakup song she hit some notes that i was like holy shit yeah she's uh, so proud of you leanne god we love little mix so much let's try and get back to christmas yeah well i was gonna say my perfect segue it's a pretty depressing segue that we will no, no longer no. get a christmas album from little mix with all of them i feel like if they do a christmas album they have to bring her back for it here's the thing one direction getting back together will be like a special event mm-hmm. like it will not it, i really don't ever see them being like yeah we're a band again it'll be like a one album or one concert yeah i mean that's one of the things that kills us about one direction not being together that we never got that christmas album and honestly the one time of year i think about a one direction reunion more than ever is around christmas because i'm like maybe maybe this will be the year they come back and it's a christmas album drop like that's what i think of every christmas yeah but i could see jesse coming back to little mix eventually 
Like, yeah. I could I could very easily see that. Yeah. My biggest fear in the whole world is that the other three, like, that there is no Little Mix. That, I think, is what I fear most in the whole entire world, even That's with fair. climate change. Um, That's what I But I could see her... They would, they would welcome her back with open arms, as oh, would everyone absolutely. else. So, yeah. and I frequently have dreams that I'm in Little Mix, but even in the dreams, I am hyper aware that I shouldn't be in Little Mix and that I'm ruining it by being there because I'm not one of them. So yeah. now that's going to add a whole new level to Reasonable. my little mix streams. <sighs> but yes, so Christmas. All right, let's get into guys. the festive stuff. Yeah, since we did feel Christmassy ourselves, why don't we just have a little chat about the things that we are doing to feel Christmassy this year from the comfort of our own homes? Yes, stay inside. It's a festive time. Okay, my first one is God, I feel like emotionally, I'm still on little mix. So am I. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Let's be festive. I'm, yeah, I'm like really upset now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, let's just well, go to Christmas, guys. <laughs> all right, we're just going to be sad, but we'll get back into the festive spirit. I'm gonna find... Will we? Because we're drinking too, alone. We've just Yeah, that I'm jetty. probably have an allergic reaction at some point. We'll see. Okay, I will say, though, okay. I'm going to start with the one that is getting me most excited right now, yeah. which is consumerism. Um, but mostly <laughs> having, no, having like a thing from a place or a brand that makes you excited for Christmas, that marks that the Christmas season is here. So, like, for me, love the Glasshouse Christmas candles. Yeah. Like, every year, I'm like, fuck yes. Give me whatever scents you're coming up with in the pretty new packaging. Um, but it can be anything. Like, it could be, like, the Starbucks Christmas menu or, like, Sorovsky Christmas decorations. Or you might have, like, a Christmas mug. Yeah. Maybe or, even like, just, buying like, a new ornament or something. Like Maybe you just really love, like, perfume gift packs you know like maybe you really like die you go hard for like that hand wash like the mark jacobs daisy hand wash that only comes in a gift yeah those weird <laughs> hand cream the that only no 14 people... year old is gonna use yeah like the flora gucci moisturizer or like britney spears fantasy that comes with like a glitter body butter yeah <laughs> maybe that's what you really go for and in honestly case... could at this point in my life could go for that fair <laughs> um yeah but just like having that's how I start to feel festive. It's like, honestly, once the brands start releasing their little things, once I get my ginger nut ice latte, once I have a glasshouse Christmas candle, I'm like, okay, we're starting to feel the vibe. When I was little, we used mm-hmm. to go to the Nutcracker every year. Fun. To the ballet when I lived in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to find like a really high quality, like Nutcracker ballet to just put on my TV and just watch it while I do some activities. Nice. Honestly, yeah. I want a really high quality nutcracker. Like I don't want to just go to like Kmart and buy a nutcracker. I want to, to like be bought when I'm like in a different country and I see yeah, a I really nice buy one a in a really nice toy in, like, shop. Bavaria or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be from like a, like that really nice toy shop in Munich. And I'm like, fuck yes. And one that um, you could like crack a walnut with if you yes. so want to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited for the stage of my life when I have one of those. Yeah. I do find that, like, Christmas is a time where, like, kinds of media that you normally wouldn't consume really come in handy because they will remind you of Christmas. Like, maybe you have, like, a really old Christmas movie you watch, like an old Christmas carol or something. Yeah. Well, one of mine is honestly just making a routine around watching Christmas movies or Christmas TV shows. So, like, Mm -hmm. I've just been... I mean, you know, I love a good Christmas movie, um, but just actually getting into the routine of being like, oh, what am I going to watch tonight with dinner? Christmas movie, pop it on, 
let's feel festive. Yeah, I find like Christmas specials sometimes are even more potent than Christmas movies. Like the Vicar mm. of Dibley Christmas special. Like, Fair. fuck me up. The little kids <laughs> going, I love you, Herod. Thank you, Herod. Like, <laughs> absolutely what I'm here for. Like, whatever you used to watch as a kid, just find that and watch it. Because that yeah. will, like, bring back some of the childlike wonder. One of my ideas that I won't be doing this year, and this is how I ultimately believe that I will recapture the magic of Christmas, is just procreation. I will just have a child, and then I will feel so <sighs> Christmassy. But I'm not doing that this year, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm the one person who is categorically announcing not a pregnancy this year. So, <laughs> And I also have not acquired a dachshund. So. Oh, what? Sad times. Uh, a fucking I, weenie I, dog. Yeah, Everyone who's not I, I pregnant has a freaking weenie dog i'm so over it they all just hobble around with their like osteoporosis they can't get upstairs i'm like guys please just go to a shelter like stop buying these weenie dogs all they do is suffer yeah anyway how are you getting christmasy fiona (laughs) um my next one is decorating the house um again super fucking simple but i one thing that was stressing me out when we moved house is that I couldn't put up my Christmas tree until everything felt like it was at least mostly unpacked. Yeah. Like I need it to feel like a real place before I put it up. That's and like how I it... can't light a candle until my apartment's clean. Yeah. And so like, as soon as it was up and it was like fully decorated, I was just like filled with so much joy. Like I'm so happy just looking at that little $50 Kmart tree in the corner of my apartment. Like I love it. It is a nice tree though. It is a really good one. It For was the so price. Well. Amazing. Yeah. And also decorating your place for christmas can mean whatever you want it to mean like even if you like live in student accommodation probably not this year but i don't know or like if you just live with your parents or you live in a share house or whatever you can still decorate your room just get some lights you can get a mini tree if you want sometimes if you find mini trees depressing you can just find like a few cute things like a little light up christmas house i like to look to scandinavia because they're really good at like classy but very like cozy christmas decor yeah, we also got, like, some um, little gnomes from Ikea when we are like, buying our actual house stuff. And I was like, gotta get these. So, yeah, like, yeah, back to our Stockholm trip. They oh. are so big on, like, the gnomes, the little elf guys Love it. in Sweden. And probably, I'd imagine, most of Scandinavia. Um, yeah. But the little gnomes that are, like, just a nose and a beard under the hat... Obsessed. And, like, I'm going to go big on those when I'm back. Yeah, I'm excited because, like, this year I couldn't go too hard on Christmas because we were literally, like, moving in. And I was like, the house isn't set up enough for this. But I'm so excited for next Christmas when I can yeah, just, me like, too. go fucking I feel like out. we're all on, like, a can't wait for next Christmas kind of vibe. Yeah. Another fun one mm-hmm. is f- when I was growing up, pre-child um, of divorce times, uh-huh. on Christmas Eve, like, I am huge on Christmas Eve. I reckon it's, like, my favorite. But on Christmas Eve, when we, like, weren't doing anything big, we would go out and, like, just go to the supermarket or wherever and, like, buy everyone's favorite foods. Like, Cute. all the foods that you wouldn't, like, normally think to buy in a grocery shop. Just, like, what food do you want to eat? Doesn't matter what it is. Like, we'll get it. And then we just eat everyone's favorite foods on Christmas Eve. That's and I really think cute. generally just, like, buying things you wouldn't normally chuck in a grocery shop. Yeah. Just buy it. Like, treat yourself to whatever it is. If you're, like, really into, like, the flavored San Pellegrino cans, grab that. If there's, like, some fruit that you love, but you're normally like, we don't need that, like, get that. Buy yourself a whole box of those, like, weird chocolates that are shaped like sea creatures. Go for it. Oh, the gullion ones? Yeah. Love them. Just, like, buy yourself food you wouldn't normally buy. And I think it's fun to have, like, a party fridge. <laughs> a party fridge. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, one of my next one is just mince pies. Like, yeah. I 
I love mince pies. They are one of my favorite festive foods and I just feel so much more festive because you don't eat it any other time of year. Like Easter, I eat chocolate other times of the year. So it's like hard for me to be like, oh, fuck, here's an Easter egg. It's a different shape of the thing I eat. I never eat anything closely resembling a mince pie apart from at Christmas time. I've um, eaten four small lemon meringue pies this week. Yummy. Because I, I had a party fridge and then all I wanted to eat was the lemon meringue pie. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever, we're making mince pies. I've never made mince pies from scratch before. Oh, my dad so, always yeah. makes them from scratch. They're so good. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's my dad is like year. a very good baker. So love that. But I feel like it can't <laughs> be that so hard. Flexing. It's just a pie crust and then like whatever the filling is. People who think yeah. mince pies have actual mince meat in them are so fucking funny. There's so, always one bitch that's like, there's meat in yeah. that. And you're like, sweetheart, what do I'm you I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <sighs> Christmas pajamas. We touched on this with the t-shirts. Oof, but I have yes. like a full Christmas onesie and it's got like Christmassy stuff on it. But for some reason also pizza slices. And I'm not going to complain cute. about that. Yeah. Um, another Christmassy thing to do is just like read some books. Like I feel like reading books is a Christmas vibe, but like books that you would never think to read otherwise like a coffee table kind of book that you like have never Ooh. properly gone through browsing like, just... through a coffee table book is so luxurious because it's such a treat it sure is because you're like it's always there but like when you're like oh i want to read something you pick up like a book book you're not like oh, i'm gonna finally look through this coffee table book properly yeah well now's the time sweetie pick up that coffee table book and get <laughs> thumbing get flipping my other one is just to fantasize about your perfect Christmas. That gets me in the Christmas spirit every year when I'm just like, I have planned out in my head from start to finish, like the perfect Christmas. And it just makes me so happy inside, even though it's not what's happening. And I I would very much doubt it. It might not even ever happen because it's pretty, you know, pretty uh, specific, (laughs) but like, yeah, just gets me excited. Love it. I like planning like traditions for the future. Yeah. Like I love just being like, what do I want to do? Like I would love to be that bitch that has like the the Christmas Eve party. Oh, that's like, good. I, I, would I be don't honest, feel like, like I'll be like, like a Boxing Day family vibe because like Boxing Day, I'm always like, I don't want to go anywhere. It's Boxing yeah. Day. Leave me alone. Yeah, I just want to chill. But Christmas Eve, like I would love to have the Christmas Eve party, and it's like over at a time where like everyone can go home and do their own family stuff, but it's like just magical, and you're like, I can't get through a year without going to Maddie's Christmas Eve party love that yeah i just i just want to be like i have like the the friend miss before everyone has to go do their family things like everyone's like gotta go to fiona's like christmas lunch party that's like four days before christmas like the weekend before christmas yeah and it's like every single year and it's like yeah that'll be my thing coming up yeah yeah oh excited yeah my final ones were just like make my planner look christmassy like put christmassy stickers in my planner um and also just like log into my tumblr for the first time this year and like repost some christmassy shit on there that's valid my final one is just christmas oh i have i have have two more one is to buy yourself a christmas present i love buying myself christmas presents um, because no one knows what you want more than you do. And so and, like actually something... leave it till Christmas to give it. To oh yourself. yeah. Mine's like yeah. under the tree right now. And so it's good because yeah, actually it's a chance to treat yourself. Cause I don't tend to spend money on myself just on like anything. So if there's something that I'm like, okay, I do really want this. I don't need it at all. Like getting yourself that thing that you don't want, don't need, but you want is oh, lovely. And my other one is having a Christmas box playlist that is mixed in with your, what would I guess be your December playlist. So the music that you like right now, 
mixed with Christmas songs is so fun because then you can just listen to that from like October, November and start like easing yourself oh, in. Oh, that's good. And you don't have to like choose between. Yeah. And you don't have to be like, oh, I just want to listen to pop or I just want to listen to Christmas. It's just like having that high energy pop music and then fuck yeah, it's Christmas. Like you have to do the high energy Christmas bops. Um, but it's always really fun. I used to do that when I worked it's in It's like Good cause... King Wenceslas by like the Mormon <laughs> Tabernacle Choir or some shit. Legit, yeah. So I would do that when I worked in retail because I don't think we're meant to, but we played our own music through the speakers. Crazy. And I wasn't always in charge of playlists because I, I met everyone's needs. Um, and yeah, that was my favorite time was like November, like mid-November. I was like sneaking, like I'd put like, you know, four Christmas songs on in a playlist of like 300 and then it just slowly increased the amount until like Christmas Eve is like just pure Christmas. Yeah. It's a good time. I reckon it's time to move on to uh-huh. to the future. So if you're not feeling Christmassy and you're just ready to like get through this and have a fresh little start, Let's if you're like, it. ugh, I'm just so ready for it to be Maddie's birthday Eve, you know, January yeah. 1st. That's what everyone's feeling. That's right. Um, by the way, I'm going to be 28 on January 2nd. That's Welcome. fucking insane. And also my birthday is the 2nd of the 1st, 21. How crazy. Mm-hmm. If only I were turning 21 again. That was a great year. Anyway, I'm sure 28 also will be fun. So, <laughs> looking back on mm-hmm. 2020, I think there are a few topics that all of us are really fucking overthinking about from this mm-hmm. year. So yeah. we're not even going to, we're not going to mention these trying times whatsoever while we give yeah. you our, our year in retrospect, our 2020 rundown. Yeah. So I found um, a little MySpace survey in a blog post of mine from 2014, which was a blast from the past and really brought up some emotions that, you know, I've tried my best to push back down. <laughs> but we're going to answer these questions. Oh my God. Can I say... This is not really Christmas specific. Actually, before I move on to New Year's, it is kind of Christmas specific. Um, I'm going to try and desensitize myself to a Christmas trauma sometime in the next couple of days. And that Christmas trauma is the movie Spirited Away. So when I was like about to turn (laughs) 10. Is that a Christmas movie? No, it's not. It's the Christmas trauma for me, though. So when I was um, nine and like nine and like 95 hundredths, like it was like about to turn 10. Because it's Christmas time, right, guys? And you know my birthday is January 2nd. Um, my parents were, like, super ready to get divorced. Like, they were, like, fucking done. They'd been done for a while. So we went to San Francisco to visit my uncle. And uh-huh. for some freaking reason, both my parents decided to drag me to the movie cinema to see Spirited Away. Now, I did not want to see this movie. I did not want to be there in general. They did not want to be around each other. We were not a functioning jolly family unit. And I don't <laughs> believe we'd gone to do anything as a group for quite some time by that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like one time they tried to make me go to a parade or a carnival or some shit. And my mom literally had to put roller skates on me and drag me there because that's how much I hate doing activities like this. Uh, they dragged me and spirited really away. Changed, do they? <laughs> And I honestly think I was probably depressed at this point. Like, a bit of nine-year-old depression. And they dragged me to freaking Spirited Away. And it was, like, the most miserable experience of my life. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, what is happening? Why am I here? Why are we all together? Why did you guys even get married in the first place? Anyway, Spirited (laughs) Away, like, really spooky, traumatic experience for me. And I told this to my ex-boyfriend once. I was like, yeah, I just, like, cannot hack Spirited Away. Like, it just makes me feel, like, sick. 
And then I went to his um, house for Christmas, like his family house for Christmas one year. This oh, is no. right before we broke up. Um, and his family was one of those families that's really fucking weird about Christmas. Like, I grew up in a house where it's like, the more the merrier. Like, we love uh-huh. our family Christmas, but like, if someone wants to come to Christmas, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on in. His family was like weird gatekeepers and they were like, it's our family Christmas though. And I'm like, I am your son's girlfriend of over a year. I'm here from a different hemisphere. Like, I think you can fucking hack having me at your Christmas. They were so weird about it. Anyway, I was like, I can't deal with spirit away. We're looking through the radio times, like looking at what's on. And I Uh see freaking, obviously, spirited away for some reason. And I'm like, anything but that. Like, FYI, I know no one's going to want to watch that. But like, I can't, you know, I can't watch spirited away. Obviously, they all wanted to fucking watch Spirited Away, didn't they? So that's my second second Christmas trauma with that movie. So I am going to tackle this. I don't think I'll enjoy it because I've been trying to watch Studio Ghibli movies the last few days. And, like, I just haven't enjoyed them. I watched um, Howl's Moving Castle and it was a shit show. Like, the pacing in that movie makes no sense. I understand that people like these movies. That's fine. I can see why other people would, but they're not for me. But I'm determined... (laughs) To watch Spirited Away and, like, get this shit out of my system. That being said, that particular ex-boyfriend, you listeners may remember him as ex-boyfriend number one from our first ever episode. Numero uno. I texted him the other day just to oh, see how what? he's going. You tell me this. Oh, well, I texted him the other day. Will knows, by the way. He doesn't give a shit. Um, because, like, every couple years, one of us checks in and is like, are you alive? How's, how's yeah. it going? And last time yeah. he did it. So I was like, I'll see what's up. He has not replied to me. No. He's oh, read it. I'm so stressed. I'm he's so stressed. read it because I did it on oh, no. WhatsApp and he's been online since, but he hasn't Send replied to it. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I've thought of like a few different things that I'm like, going to be like, wow. Okay. Like sounds fun. XX. Like who fucking knows? I'm <laughs> so stressed. I'm so stressed. Are you stressed? Cause you're like, what are you going to do? Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, the, I just don't, I'm stressed about all of it. I don't like that. Um, he didn't reply. I don't know what you would do next. I'm thinking about, like, how I would respond if, like... Because, like, my, my first, like, ex-boyfriend, like, my main relationship and stuff, we we do the same thing, you know? Every now and then we check in. Um, this year we had a phone call. It's great. Um, but, like... Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, so we do the check-in, and I'm, like, I'm just imagining if I messaged him, and there's just nothing. I would, like, I would but die. But here's the thing, right? You would think, it being me and it being him, that this would have destroyed me, right? Yeah. I, honestly, I felt kind of relieved because I was like, cool, I don't have to have a conversation. Like, I've done the nice thing. Um, and, like, I do want to know how he is. But, For like, sure, I, yeah. my hypothesis is what it's it's one of two things. Uh-huh. The first is that he hates me. He's decided that he hates <laughs> me. He's like, fuck that bitch. I don't want to talk to her ever again. That uh-huh. would be a bit crushing because then I'd be like, oh, all my anecdotes are sad now. Yeah, fair. Everything is tinged, tinged with a little bit of ennui. Um, <laughs> as opposed to previously. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the second scenario, which I think is more likely, is he just has depression. I reckon he's just depressed. Are you just diagnosing your ex-boyfriend over the podcast? <laughs> Look, he's a, he's a boy in our times. I think we were all a bit fucking depressed. Valid. <laughs> but I reckon that's it. It's gotta be it. I, I reckon he just me, saw. Like, I reckon he just saw my name pop up and was like, "I can't deal with that. My life sucks, and I'm depressed." Rather than I can't fair. deal with that, I hate her. I hate her for loving me for. I mean, everything he could just had. not care. He could just be like, "Oh, okay, whatever." I don't think so. I think if he didn't care, he would have been like, "Hi, I'm good. How are you?" And then like shut it Valid. down. Also, yeah, the I fact, like- the idea of him not caring, 
Like, as in, like, just genuinely not giving a shit. I'd rather him be like, fuck this bitch. I can't believe she loved me with her whole heart forever. You know? Anyway. Yeah. I think, like, the sentimentality of it, right? Like, I... You know, obviously, exes are exes for a reason. I'm literally engaged. Yeah, because right they now. chose like, to be one. Pardon? I said, yeah, because they chose to be one. <laughs> Just like from a sentimentality aspect, I'm like, you know what? You meant a lot to me at one point. That if at any point in your life you're like, I have no care for you, it would hurt a little. Yeah, but I just don't think that's the case here. No, but that's that fair, went- but I'm just saying that's where my mind would go if I sent a check in text and got nothing. Yeah, that's why I'm so surprised, because I do think this should have destroyed me, but I feel perfectly fine about it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Love to see it. I think it's because I'm waiting to see if he, like, apologizes on my birthday and is like, sorry, I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, stay tuned, folks. <laughs> I will let you guys know how this develops. I'm anyway. sure you will. Anyway. Um, Back to the retrospective of 2020. <laughs> Speaking of heartbreak, I did find this... Uh, Oh, as a retrospective of my year 2014, but we'll do it for 2020. Woo-hoo. So, first thing is, describe the year in three words. You know what, Maddie? You sent me these. I, I prepared most of them. I am seeing right now, on my screen, describe the word in, the year in three words, two dots, nothing. So. Okay, we'll just give it an, an improv. Okay, improv. Um, plants, rain, uh walks okay sounds like you spent your year in a rainforest um thank you my three words for this year are just better than 2018 yeah fair yeah best bargain okay Okay, well you know what back on the plant side um i my plants so essentially we have just moved into a new place in sydney and we have like area for garden stuff for the first time in my life Um, Like, not just, like, a small little balcony, like, actual room for plants. And through different, like, like Facebook Marketplace free plants and things like that, I have just, like, filled this entire garden with plants and I haven't spent a single cent. So I think that is the best garden uh, bargain because it's given me so much joy. And it was free. Pretty good bargain. That is a great bargain. Yeah. I've got some, I've got some little, like, I've got a dragon fruit plant, got some cacti, got some fig trees. Like, it's poppin'. I would have said your apartment in general was a great bargain. That that too, true. Yeah. Thank you, Pandemic. Sorry, we're not mentioning it. We're Never not mind. mentioning it. Um, my best yeah. bargain of the year, there are a couple. Um, I got Sims 4 City Living for 50% off the other day, like the expansion pack. Ooh, nice. So that's pretty exciting. I can put my Sims in an apartment now. Um, also, just buying a shitload of stuff at Kmart for, like, no money is great. Um, but I also just, like, cannot believe that I got my Ikea living room shelves this year. Yeah. Like, those shelves from Ikea, the black and glass ones, really make my living space, and they are not that expensive. Yeah, they are really nice. So shout out to those Ikea shelves. This year has been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what songs remind you of 2020? I listened to no music this year. My Spotify <laughs> rapped was like, you listen to 4,000 mu- minutes of music. And, like, half of that, I swear to God, was just, like, background while I was doing other stuff. Um, but Heartbreak Weather, like, the whole Heartbreak Weather album by Niall. That was good. Yeah. Um, Waving Through a Window, probably, mm-hmm. is a good one. Or, like, does anybody have a map? Um, <laughs> we did have a good... Do you have a... Uh, what? Do you... We had a good either? performance flow. Evan Hansen. Yeah, we yeah. did. And um, Remy the Ratatouille theme. Remy. Yeah, classic. Yeah. 
Um, my song for 2020, I will say actually, by the way, um, the Ratatouille soundtrack, like the main theme from Ratatouille was my number one Spotify rap song. Yeah, Fiona has like a French cafe playlist and it's got the actual Ratatouille movie song on yeah. it. Yeah, and, and it so when like literally, year. yeah, Spotify rapped was like the song that got you through it all. Ratatouille theme tune. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah, true. I would say I went through my French cafe music and the song that will remind me of, oh, it says songs that will remind me of 2020, but I did Wish of Style by Cafe Music BGM channel, French cafe album, um, but just French cafe music in general. It will no longer remind me of Paris. It will remind me of a very small apartment. <laughs> That's right. Also, can I say... For all that's been fucked about this year, it has absolutely lived up to being Year of the Rat. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's true. Yeah. I, didn't, I just I didn't don't have together. the fucking energy for Year of the Ox. Like, I don't have energy for Year of the Ox. But I'm hoping okay. that by the time Lunar New Year rolls around, like, I will have gathered some strength. That's valid. Um, all right. Who have you been with the most? Will. Yeah. Every hour of every day. Yeah, I said Riley, but I also did give honorable mentions to Liam, who lived with us in Thailand, and obviously you and Will. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Have you had a relationship in 2020? I guess. Winky emoji. I don't know, I'm trying to answer this like I would in like 2007 MySpace. Um, But yes, I have. (laughs) I have also. Well done. Um, (laughs) Biggest blunder. Oh, Jesus. You've got a, a real lot of competition for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Which huh. time that you broke a toe have you chosen? <laughs> well, I feel like the biggest blunder is um the time I, I did plan to spend the whole year traveling throughout Asia. That was a bit of a goof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from that, probably um, slamming my toe into a wall, practicing high kicks and breaking uh, two of my toes, which by the way, I finally got an x-ray done. Um, and uh, turns out people who aren't trained medical professionals, such as myself, can't actually read uh, x-rays because I looked at it by myself and I was like, eh, looks like there's a little line there, but I think it looks fine. Then I had my call consultation. She was like, it is shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> she was like, there are like five clean breaks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. That's your biggest blunder. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. What's yours? I've just written, I think we should be kind to ourselves this year, so I will not be participating in this question. But if I were to, it may have something to do with being nocturnal, but also don't apologize if you don't plan to change. (laughs) I love how you're like, Fiona, name one of your many fucking blunders. You're like, oh, when it comes to me, though. Was your titty burn this year? Oh, my titty burn was this year. Yeah. Oh, the titty burn was so bad. God, can we get some Fs in the chat for Fiona, please? Anyway, <laughs> you can tell I've been watching people play Animal Crossing on stream. <laughs> um, what do you see as the biggest events of the year? So I've written out the markers of this year as I see it. So oh, okay, go. Getting my Ikea shelves, which happened on my birthday. ADHD diagnosis. Tiger King. Cabin fever launching. Love. Distinct lack of Eurovision. The Eurovision movie, the entire month I spent playing Animal Crossing, the seven-hour Monopoly game, <laughs> and Jesse leaving Little Mix. I just wrote Jesse leaving Little Mix. Yeah, like I, that's. I that's think it. I missed the S on events, so I wrote one, and it was Jesse leaving Little Mix. Yeah, um, but yeah, those are yeah. my. That's all I remember from this year. Fair. Weirdly, one of the things that is, the thing that sticks out most to me about all of that is the Eurovision movie. 
Like, the pure joy that we had in that scene where all the actual Eurovision stars appear. Unmatched. We were screaming. Also the Eurovision that we hosted for Riley and Will. Yeah. Where we just made our own version of Eurovision to make up for it. Don't worry, guys. There will be a Eurovision episode next year. Of course. Um, Have you become better at something? I feel like I am, in general, better at going with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I keep... Because, like... My dad and I always, like, he's always like, you know what, like, this year, like, we're more flexible, we're better at going with the flow, but honestly, at this point, I'm kind of over it. Like, <laughs> I am glad I'm better at going with the flow and adapting with the times. Yeah, but I'm ready for some structure. I'm ready, because, like, even, you know, not to mention the panic during this, but, like, even right now, I was meant to go to, go into state for Christmas, and then the borders all closed. I'm just like, come on. Yeah. I was so close, but... You know, it is, but my whole attitude as well this whole year has been like, you know, it is what it is. Just got to get through it. It's fine. So I think I'm better at being chill. I've become better at having an award-winning podcast and also banana bread. True. That's fair. Yeah. Was anything particularly bad this year? My anxiety, baby. (laughs) Breaking my toe twice. Yeah. sucked. (laughs) I feel like this for the first time was the worst. Right now I'm walking around like relatively fine, like can't do heaps of walking but I can get around but that first time like you saw me I was just in the house like every second yeah. of the day oh FYI and guys if you haven't picked up on it Fiona has broken another toe and it's the same toe she's broken the toe again guys I've broken the same toe again <laughs> it probably just wasn't fully healed and then you've just gone and whacked it it absolutely was not fully healed and then I uh accidentally just like hit it into a box that was filled with books while we were moving great so yeah, <laughs> what was particularly good this year? Um, Ovi starting Cabbie Thieves. Yeah. Um, and also the rental market sucked, so we got our Sydney apartment for super cheap. <laughs> yeah, I have written games nights were pretty good. They were really um, fun. particularly horny for John Green was my favorite. Oh, <laughs> uh, throwback. <laughs> Classic rare guys, horny for John Green. What an <laughs> illustration! Like showing an, inis- an inside joke. <laughs> That one time Will almost tried to explain that to someone on a work call and oh, I had to no. physically stop him. No, I was like, what no are you going to say? Call. I'm like, how are you going to describe this to a colleague, Will? You have to stop. Um, yeah, so <sighs> Games Nights, the number one podcast in the world. Um, uh-huh. Hanging out with Will all the time was honestly quite fun. And um, finding See? out what life is like without constant untreated ADHD. True. Because that's a new heads. development this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you meet any new people? My psychiatrist. <laughs> Love that. I mean, yeah. how often did you meet them, though? I've met him once, and the other times have all been on the phone. I literally got diagnosed, like, the day we went into lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I met people at the start of the year when we were in Vietnam. Yeah, you um, met and lots I met of people. A, yeah, made a bunch of friends. I was really excited to, like, hang out with them again. Um, and then suddenly, for no... No reason at all. From March on, no new friends. Met nobody new. Yeah, that's true. There's no reason that I have only met my psychiatrist once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you do anything in 2020 that you hadn't done before? You know what? Again, I see the question written out. I see it there. And I just got a little blank space next to it. So that's you tell fine. me yours while um, I have a little thinky think. I've done ADHD drugs and I've written in brackets <laughs> legally. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, oh, I made pomodoro sauce. Remember I made pomodoro sauce from That was scratch. very good, yeah. That was, was good. And also I made a podcast. I'd never made a podcast before this year. Yeah, what did I do? Honestly, the thing that I did in 2020, and I think it was a long time coming, was I got into a Real Housewives. Like, I'd never watched any of the Real Housewives before. Yeah. 
So getting into that, I feel like it's a long time coming and we're there. And you know, we love it. It's wonderful. Did something make you very happy? So I'm really into gardening now. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I honestly, and I was talking to one of my friends. I don't know what it is, but I feel like gardening is like the hobby of people who don't know how to stop working. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Everyone I know who's, like, really into gardening or people who are like, oh, yeah, like, my girlfriend's really into gardening. She also can't stop working. Yeah. Um, so apparently gardening is the hobby of workaholics. But I'm loving it. Like, I love, like, getting out there with my – I've got my little gardening gloves. I've got shovels. I'm, like, digging. I'm mixing fertilizers and stuff. It's so fun. I really love it. So that is the thing that is making me happy is having a hobby for, like, the first time in my life that isn't, like, traveling or, like, skiing, which I do intensely for a week and then, like, not again for a year. So, like – yeah, I've never had like an ongoing hobby and I'm excited. Growing some vegetables. Love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? Um, Trump losing. Oh, true. Trump losing made me very happy. Um, I did it, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Um, my biggest career success, I'm going to go first because uh-huh. mine is just baby steps in my 20 year long novel writing process. <laughs> <laughs> like I did some stuff with my actual job near the start of the year and since then i'm just like i don't want to hear about it <laughs> i don't want to hear about my job <laughs> you really don't want to hear about it no, I don't. yeah i feel like my biggest career success like i feel like i started strong because i was like traveling and doing what i love and then for completely unknown reasons um i lost my two main clients um around june which is like kind of into what was happening around then um but now i'm back and i'm like doing a workshop for a client soon which is like one of my big like main goals. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and I launched my coaching, which by the way, if you guys are listening and you want social media coaching, hit me up. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I'm like ending it, like not on top, but like things are happening again. What is your greatest success on a personal level? Honestly, learning French. Like I never stick to Duolingo. Like I've, I don't think I've ever seen like the one week marker thing before. Yeah. Um, I'm on like 80 something days. I saw you got to 75. And Thank I sent you, you a congrats. You did send the congrats. I literally just have like you and my dad there. So every now and then I get a little notification because it's one of you congratulating me. I love it. Yeah. Um, also, although also not having my mental health fail because I feel like this year was a test for everyone's mental health. That must be nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, you were there. We had we had a couple of dips, but in general. Yeah, that is the- true. Okay, we both definitely were depressed in the middle there. Yeah, I'm not being like but my that's mental nothing health was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that the toolkit I got from therapy, like, really helped me get through it better than I would have. If if this had happened two years ago, I think it oh would have been God. harder for me. Literally, okay, taking a little sabbatical for, like, ten seconds from not talking about it. But if this had happened literally any year other than this year for both of us, it would have been a huge fucking disaster. Yeah, it would have been a lot worse. Like, so, you know, obviously, like, don't wish on God. anyone, but, like, yeah. Yeah, thank God it was 2020. Anyway, um, yeah. my greatest success on a personal level... Um, just successfully navigating being stuck in a one-bedroom one apartment with Will 24-7 for the whole year. Absolutely. Like, the yeah. fact that we've come out of it being like, we like being together and not like, I want to die and we're breaking out. Yeah, I think that's very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who do you miss? My past self and her wide-eyed optimism. Buddy! <laughs> <laughs> <Maddie! laughs> <sighs> I just said so many people, mate, I want to travel. Like, just people in different countries, and for for no reason at all, I absolutely cannot go see them. Yeah. Um, what will you do differently next year, Fiona? <laughs> Maybe not break my toes. <laughs> that would be a good one, yeah. 
I just feel like it, it's so difficult to say what we'll do different next year because things are starting to get relatively normal again. Mm-hmm. So I can like start to consider what I'm going to do differently, but it's like not stable enough that I, I don't want to make plans. I don't feel confident making plans yet. Yeah. But yeah, what about you? Um, I've written might leave the house sometimes and hopefully I'll go on a plane because for no specific reason, this is the only year of my entire life that I haven't been on a single flight. Which is bizarre. Okay, do you think 2021 will be just as good? I've written, I hope it at least reaches this baseline, yes. Yes, it made it better be better. Yeah. What will you miss from 2020? Um, you know what? I'm sorry to be, to mention slightly the Panning Dean as one, but being able to easily tell who sucks and to have everyone else be able to see that too. True, it's such a good test of like, are you a shit ass? Like, this the worst person ever. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And, like, it sucks because, honestly, like, there are people who were my friends and now I'm like, I don't trust you. <laughs> um, I know people have literally written blacklist because they're like, fuck this. I can't be around these people anymore after the, we've seen how they reacted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is nice having, like, a very, wow, that's a pretty clear-cut way of, you know, how you respond to a pandemic. Yeah. I like that... <laughs> I've gone down, like, a similar route. I've done um, Cassidy Fatty 2.0, obviously. Because uh-huh, fun times. Um, but everyone else also being at home doing nothing, so I didn't get FOMO for anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you'd done more of? Um, probably exercise and writing and sleeping at night. Fair. I said um, travel. Can't say why I didn't do that one. Uh, leaving the house and having fully mended bones. <laughs> Yeah. Where did you spend the most money? I honestly think, like, takeaway. I mean, obviously with the move, I spent all my money moving house. But, like, other than that, takeaway. And more specifically, bubble tea. I've never really been a big bubble tea person. But yeah, we, we got really like, into bubble tea this year. Yeah, because I had it, like, two or three times in Vietnam. So when I came back and I could have, like, a little taste of Vietnam in melbourne i was like fuck yes like this will cure all of my lockdown depression so yeah bubble tea also reminds me of harris shout out to harris um i spent the most money i've written woolworth's hun x yeah yeah just at the supermarket well ordering the supermarket to my house yeah um what are your plans for 2021 taking it one step at a time babe (laughs) fair yeah i kind of just wrote like sydney work and then just keep on working. Yeah, like, I'm going to keep like, on trucking. Yeah, I want to get back into therapy again. And I also want to um, get back into tennis once my toe is healed. Yeah. Slash once, you know, we've dealt with this dumb little outbreak that we're having now. Um, but yeah. so Outbreak of what? Christmas joy? I haven't heard anything. Yeah, outbreak of Christmas joy. So they've closed the tennis courts because they just filled them with Christmas trees, which like I get because I'm so you know, much a fucking supporter. tinsel really inconsiderate. Yeah. <laughs> and finally... What do you say to yourself in 2021? Maybe go to bed. Yeah, I said, IDK, just do stuff. Yep. (laughs) So So now that we've done like a retrospective of our years, we, you may have seen on Instagram at Hey Cabin Fever, we asked you guys for some of your favorite Cabby Thieves moments and what you've taken away from this beautiful gift we've given you this year. I just wanted to read some of those answers out because we both thrive on feedback like this. So reading your responses to our questions. It honestly made me so happy. Like reading them, I was like, I love this. Well, people are listening. Great. We just need to reach the masses. I believe I asked, um, yeah, what what have you taken away from Cabin Fever this year? Mm -hmm. What have the people said? That lemons are things only rich people own. 
Correct. And honestly, which, the price of lemons have gone up to $2 now, which is insane. The price of lemons has fucking skyrocketed since that episode came out. Coincidence? Yeah. I absolutely know not. And I've also acquired a little lemon tree for my balcony, so. Oh, delightful. Yeah, yeah, I really want to get a lemon tree soon, if only because I feel like it would cost me, like, 15 bucks to get a lemon tree and, like, $50 million to get lemons from the supermarket. Yeah, you could sell them, quit your job, retire your husband, move to the lake house. <laughs> <laughs> Three straight hours of cult raking content. Y'all are welcome. Three straight hours of us ranking anything, really, I think is the direction we're probably going to end up going with this. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert, we have recorded, like, the bulk of two additional episodes that are yet to come, and, like, there is some ranking involved there. Um, We have some feedback saying, Fiona's Gibbons had me dead. (laughs) Thank you, it's a talent. That's fun for you. That's from Chrissy. Um, Oh, uh, this is, I think, maybe my favorite piece of feedback. This is from Kelly, and it is being told that no Steves were allowed when I was in the process of leaving a Steve. I just feel like we are consistently giving the people what they need at the time yes, that they need it. Exactly. And I remember you messaging us on Instagram at the time and me just fucking dying and being like, yeah. best coincidence of all time, leave him. <laughs> leave him in the dust. He's not allowed here. Oh my God, wasn't he also a twin? Wasn't Steve also a twin? I don't know, but probably. I swear to God, Steve was also a twin. Let me know. There was someone. There was someone who was dumping someone who was a twin. I can't remember if it was the same yeah. person. Okay. Also, um, I love the fish slash shark chat. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes, there will be more of that. I'm sure because that's all I can really come up with when we're stumped for content. Um, <laughs> on our spreadsheet, it does just have me having written in like I want to talk shit about fish more. She has written. Um, Anytime we talk about our exes in any way, well, you're welcome for the little segment on into my personal life earlier on. <laughs> Where I said I'd have an absolute fucking meltdown if mine didn't reply to a, hey, how you going text. And I'm like, surprisingly, I'm okay. But anyway, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, he'll message me in about 10 days time saying he misses me and he's depressed and he's so clinically depressed because he misses me that he, that's why he didn't reply. Yes. Dylan has said absolutely everything, smiley face. Dylan, we appreciate the sentiment, but we need specificity here. gonna need you to give me dot points on how i'm great and how i've changed your life um michael says learning that i was the main character and also the whole concept of scheming and those two things really go hand in hand they truly do like i think a lot of you probably learned you were the main character in and some of you learned that you're the side character but that we also accept you we need you oh my little end of my braid's been in my beer that's sad um, my hair is so fucking long we're like getting yeah. too close to sister wives like i need to get a haircut <laughs> <laughs> every oh, this is a nice one uh, every moon cult mentioned without giving us the full moon cult deep dive we need yeah i guess we haven't ever dived into the moon cult guys you're meant to have had the moon cult episode like three separate times so far we are just really trash at actually like putting out the content that we plan yeah, there's, um, like, an insanely cooked moon in, like, June next year, so maybe we, like, work to have, like, a full series done for that. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the overlap with, like, the moon cult fans and the fish episode is quite strong, because this one says, <laughs> potentially boring response, but in quotes, everything that's a little crazy, that's the moon cult and the fish app. So, um, and it makes me really happy seeing, like, the names that pop up here, people that have, like, been following my antics for a while so i'm like thanks guys thanks for following along on this crazy little journey called life um julia sure. says eddie inky hands like absolutely eddie can inky someone hands. guys can some of you please draw it for maddie's birthday because yes. you know what i oh, haven't really please thought of a draw eddie yet, inky so. hands for my birthday 
Oh, that's all I want in the world. And can you just write at the bottom from Fiona because through moving, I haven't thought of a gift yet. So, oh, wow. <laughs> I will. I will. Don't worry. Do not wow. worry, Maddie. Something will come in the mail. But <laughs> we actually did get a message, though. I believe. Oh my god, where's it freaking gone? Where's it freaking? <gasps> did someone gone? draw any inky hands? No, 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 no. Fuck! I've had three quarters of my pims. Maddie cannot get me hyped up like that. But um, user, and I believe this is Tara. I believe this uh-huh. is you, Tara. It says, Twilight and Cults Part 1, and then in brackets, if I don't draw Eddie Inky hands before the year is done, please curse me. Right. Get him uh, crystals ready, mate. Yeah, you Get have a, a bonus day because you have until January 2nd to draw Eddie Inky hands. Guys, please what draw Eddie need? Inky hands. What was the <laughs> other thing we wanted drawn? Editing Maddie here. Hello, everybody. Police Navidad. Um, the answer to my own question here is the bell keep. I wanted you to draw the bell keep taxidermy fox was a highlight fair it sure freaking was um <laughs> every time maddie says she hates people because it's a forever mood for me that's true Valid. she's here for the people against the people another fan of the cult ranking apps rumpelstiltskin remember rumpelstiltskin remember when he just wouldn't let me say a single nice thing about you in that whole episode wasn't that great fun times (laughs) fun times all around this was a great message that we got through dm um scheming episode when maddie talked about seeing yourself as your own entourage your pr life coach silas really changed my whole perspective and helped me identify things to improve on and was low-key some of the best career advice i ever got precious love that yes to that that is what we're aiming for we're aiming to change some lives in the most messed up way possible here on the cat aiming to change the world one, two, three, moi. Lives in my head rent free. <laughs> you guys are so welcome. Yeah. And then obviously we do also, yes, have really interesting perspectives on productivity and dealing with emotions and feelings. And they've added this probably because ADHD and like, yes, most things about us are because of ADHD. Yeah, I've started to like think that like, I honestly don't trust people who are like into productivity unless they have ADHD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. But like, it just makes you so much better at like um, like processes and needing because you need them to function. Yeah, because if you don't have ADHD, I'm like, why aren't you just getting things done? I see Will just sit down and start working, and I'm like, you have Bonkers. no excuse. You have no excuse. Yeah. Um, and finally, because I'm literally just reading these from like screenshots on my phone, and like I've probably missed a million of them. <gasps> oh no, there's heaps here. So some culture or vibe is something that's been learned. Uh huh. Which is true. Some cults absolutely are a vibe. More people discovering that they're the main character, which I really love. You're welcome. Vampires are really cool. And the two of you have a lot of opinions. We sure do. Oh, we do. I would say we have enough to make an entire podcast about them. Yeah. Season two coming to a listening device near you, Asa. Also, guys, I won't lie. I've had almost all my pims now and I am... Like, I'm so hot. And I'm like, maybe it's just the room. Maybe the room's really warm. But I have been sitting in the same room this whole time that we've been recording and I have not been dying of heat until now. Yeah. Well. And my face specifically is, some could say in the words of the Jonas Brothers, burning up. Just a couple of last ones. I keep slipping Damien Hurst's art into conversation and getting concerned looks. You're welcome. Love that. We are also here to be like cliff notes, spark notes of just things you need to seem cultured, really. Absolutely. Um, newfound knowledge about everything from cults to boss baby. One of you sent us, oh my god, the trailer for the boss baby, the new one where they're grown up. I'm so excited. I like lost it. So thank you so much. I wish I'd done a live reaction because, like, Riley can attest that my face was just filled with so much joy 
and like responding to every little thing that happened. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, we're gonna have to I'm start sorry. like a sub podcast that's just commentary on each boss baby. Can episode. I just have a quick boss baby side note though? I'm just I'm so fucking depressed because <clears throat> we got two seasons of Boss Baby this year, right? We got season three and season four. I'm halfway season four. I'm loving my life, and I literally tweet. I was like, I genuinely and I do genuinely believe this. I genuinely believe that boss baby is the only show that could have unlimited seasons because other shows kind of like reach like a time where it should be a natural end but because of the way that the boss baby universe is set up and like the way that you could like have like spin-offs of different characters a new baby could be the boss baby or like you could just keep on doing the same like have a different enemy or villain or whatever season you could go forever so i'm sitting there being like wow you know what this could this could never end and i would love that and then it gets to the end of season four and it's the last fucking season and my heart is ripped out of my ass. It's just ripped out of my chest. Yeah. Like, ugh. I'm so upset. So, uh, yeah, I was really treated with two whole seasons of Boss Baby. And then I got really excited. And like, wow, I could watch this forever. And then they just rip it out from under my feet. And I'm so, I'm devastated. That's also. pretty serious wine. Thank you. Thank but you. our final win from the uh, listener submissions is that, uh-huh. K Stubbs, we may have saved your life, your relationships, and just your future in general. The wisdom that one should never, ever send a care package. Absolutely not. Don't Unless do you're absolutely certain that you've broken the curse or that you've unless somehow you avoided like... a curse. Yeah. Or you're say, trying to get you're literally rid of married, someone. but divorce exists. So. Yeah, absolutely. Don't I know it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Love that though. Yeah. Oh, so I I'm really so enjoyed happy. that. I want to make you guys tell us how we're great more often. That made me really happy. Also, like, I'm, look, we've had a really strong PIMS. My body temperature is, like, at higher than it should be. I don't really know what normal body temperature is meant to be. And I'm emotional and happy and excited about the future, you know? Yeah, and I've been starved of interaction with my legions of fans for several years now because I accidentally stopped making YouTube videos. Yeah. And, like, it warms my heart. I truly do love it. I say this in the same tone as when I'm, like, I'm so excited. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's how you know it's real. I really yeah, do real. just j'adore each and every single one of you speaking of which we have acquired a couple of little testimonials from some of our cabin fever super fans the first super fan we're about to hear from is harris who you may have heard name checked on this podcast a multitude of times despite us knowing each other over six years he manages to mispronounce my last name within the first second of this testimonial which he recorded in a pond take it away harris Hi, Madeline McGowan and Fiona Fake Namington. I come to you today from a beautiful spot by some flowing water. It's just a lake that I've got a pump on. It's fine. Maddie reached out to me and asked if I could express my favorite moment from the Cabin Fever podcast this year. And I've got to say, the um, the most delicious morsel was the main character episode, because that just really resonated for me. Like, yes, I am the main character. Thank you for making me see that. <laughs> I hope you both and everyone who listens has a wonderful new year and 
Um, the sun will shine tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you, Harris. What a beautiful message from your heart to ours. I particularly enjoyed your beautiful little song. Next up, we have a personal message from, honestly, perhaps, the number one super fan of the podcast, Liam. Oh, hey. Hey, Cabin Fever podcast. It's longtime fan and perpetual side character, Lily, here, coming to you from Rainbow Road, where... <laughs> It looks like Fiona just fell off the edge again. I just wanted to say I love the podcast and it has been a highlight of an otherwise not great year. My favourite parts were the three to moi countdown, which I now use in my everyday life. Uh, Maddie's deep dive into the taxidermied fox and every time Riley was mentioned... My least favourite part was having to relive me and Fiona's twilight phase. But big news on the personal front. Thanks to you both, I have had my first kiss this year. Couldn't have done it without you. I have made a new best friend who is the Indonesian vampire who hunts men. Um, And I've also started a new Tumblr page dedicated to the work of Francis Bacon. So, Maddie, if you can just pop that in the show notes, that that would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Thanks for the pod. Love your work. And I really hope that I can meet you both in person one day. Thank you very much, Liam. It's always a treat to hear from one of our special little fans. Next up on this Walk of Fame, we have a character who Fiona and I truly hope you will meet in a full episode one day. This is Lauren. She's a joy. You may have seen us wish her a very happy birthday on our Instagram. And note the fact that we once managed to convince her to attend a New Year's Eve party with us, dressed as sexy Ben Stiller's dad from Zoolander. Take it away, Lauren. Look from the laughter to the tears, Maddie and Fiona, aka the all-round superstar boss babes, they really have taken me on this truly transformative journey with the brilliant and inspired podcast, Cabin Fever. Let me tell you, the name is something that also really resonates with me. 2020, am I right? Look, I'm a better person, more rounded and even keeled for having listened to timeless classics such as an introduction to scheming, something that I've personally first-hand experienced with the girls. And I really enjoyed the one about Twilight. I was such a Jasper girl and it's, it's nice to know that there are people out there just like me. It's really comforting to know that there are people who not only appreciate Edward Cullen, but things like The Sound of Music makes me all warm and fuzzy. Keep up the good work, girls. You rock, never change. Right back at you, Lauren. And finally, we have a submission very close to my heart. It comes from my boyfriend, Will. And in it, he sounds more Australian than I've ever heard him in the seven years we've known each other. He also sounds like he's walking through bushland. So thank you for your submission, Will. It means a lot. And everybody, enjoy. This year, Cabin Fever changed my life through the irrepressible spirit of two young business colleagues who created content the likes of which we have not seen before. Not since Vermicelli's great works of the 1400s has there been such inspiration to catalyze the next generation of social and political change. Thank you, Cabin Fever, for a great 2020, and Godspeed. Wow. Weren't those just heartwarming? Thank you so much to whichever of you actually managed to get your clips into us before I put this episode live. Fiona, what are your top moments just off the top of your head from Cabbie Thebes so far? 
Well, neither yes. of us have thought about this, by the way, guys. I think my favorite episode that we've made so far yes. is How to Get Your First Kiss. That is honestly iconic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of our best. The fact that like I got to make a whole infographic about whether or not you should kiss your cousin. Like, yeah. Whatever episode Content that people need. to come from. Absolutely golden. I think my favorite one, I'll explain why. My favorite episodes, little sequels, would probably be the modern art ones. Yeah. Just because, one, we got to flex about how cultured we are. And also because I imagine people saying about this podcast when they're telling their friends about it, which, by the way, guys, um, have you told your friends about it? But I imagine people telling their because friends. Because you should. Like, you should be yes. telling people about this podcast, by the way. But the thing I can imagine them saying, because we listen to, like, I mean, Maddie listens to it when she's editing it to death. And then I listen to it when it's all published and I don't have to do anything. Um, but I imagine them being like, oh, my God, no, this podcast is so good. Honestly, they even did an episode about, like, modern art and it was amazing. So, like, the, the, the fact that that can have that little twist, I feel like that's the one that, you know, really demonstrates our, our skills and talents as podcasters. And I love it. That is true. Also, yeah. just our first episode. I think we really started off very strong. It started off so strong. We're never going to top that. No, we will. We but, will. like, honestly, it was so good. But yeah, International Breakups just sums up us. So I think that's why it's so strong, because we're so strong. I just think that this has been a great first season. And I know that you're like, why is this the first season if you're literally putting up an episode in two weeks' time? That's going to absolutely fucking slap. By the way, it's going to be such a good episode. Yeah. Um, just because it just feels like it. It feels like this is season one. We're, like, finding our feet. We finally figured out that probably we should be on a two-week schedule, at least for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just feels like the natural conclusion. I've said this to you, but, like, in general, I just absolutely love this podcast. Like, I genuinely do. Like, I feel like it's really good. I feel like people will love it more and more the more they listen to it. And I'm obsessed. That's why I like it. Did any of you guys listen to the podcast The High-Low? I know statistically some of you must have. But The High-Low was one of my favorite podcasts. It was, like, the first podcast I got in- into... And they, like, finished this year. They're like, yeah, we're done. We've got one episode left and then we're done. Oh, damn. Yeah, and I used to listen to them, like, on the tube to work on, like, a chilly winter morn. And they're <gasps> done. Yeah, but I feel like we could fill that gap in the market. So we're make us wildly to... successful, guys. Guys, honestly, if someone's like, I miss the high-low, cabin fever. Absolutely. I've never listened to the high-low, but I believe we can fill that gap. I f- we can I fill we can any fill gap. Any space if, your someone, if your dad's like, my golfing podcast is gone, be like, boy, do I have news <laughs> for you, dad. Your horizons are about to get bust wide open. <laughs> Can I? Okay, before we before we wrap up this year, though. Yeah. I just want to say, I have felt like this last week. I've been thinking about this. This year, I know everyone's like, "Oh my god, this year was so long." The fact that I started the year living in Thailand, and then I moved to Vietnam, and then I went into lockdown for eight whole months, and then I moved to Sydney and set up an entire apartment, and it's still the same year is insane to me. Yeah, even just thinking about buying my freaking Ikea shelves on January 2nd, I'm like, that's a lifetime ago. Yeah. Like, like a it full is... lifetime ago. Yeah, it's so wild to me that I could do all those things. I could live in two different Asian countries, I could be in lockdown for eight whole months, and then set up a whole new apartment and still not be. It's still year. the that's same crazy. year. Yeah, it's fucked up. You're the anyway, rat, guys. You're the rat. But you're the rat wrapped. A wrapped rat. Speaking of rats. My name's Fiona and I'm here to say... <laughs> I've got a story for you today. Lights up on Bethlehem. <laughs> Hello, editing Maddie here for my final appearance of the year. Doesn't that just bring a tear to your eye? I have three little notes for you. 
First of all, our New Year's resolutions are absent from this episode because they will be part of a fresh start themed episode early next year. Secondly, you may notice a buzzing sound in the background of the next couple of minutes. That finishes, that goes away, don't worry. And finally, the segment you're about to enjoy is us bringing to you the story of the nativity. And at no point did we introduce that. So here we go. The curtains part, the stage is set, lights up on Bethlehem, and there's a little mm-hmm. shed-looking thing there. What's that, you squint, hand over your eyes? Well, Which eye is my hand over? It's just above them, like you're looking out on a ship. I also hand over. I, I was imagining, like, a pirate look, and I was like, I'm, I don't remember this part of the Or that, it could be an eye test. Eye test is yeah. you zoom in really fast to that weird shed, and there's a baby. And that baby just stops, turns his little head towards the camera, and says... <laughs> and winks. Yep, that's me. I guess you're wondering how it got here. And then it rewinds. <laughs> the year is negative one. <laughs> what is this fucking sentence? This is so stupid. One BC, if you will. The oh. emperor, Caesar Augustus. <laughs> He's a meticulous fellow. He got it from his uncle Jules. Bit of a nasty end for him. Anyway. <laughs> Caesar Augs wants to know how many people he is dominating. He's like, I am owning Rome. Like, like in a kinky way? Or? Yeah, probably. True. Anyway, he's like, I want to know how many people I own. Like, how many people are in my kingdom? How mm-hmm. many people are in Romanium, right? Uh-huh. So he orders, and this is a crazy word because we still use it today, a census. Oh, I love that. I was literally, I was waiting for like a food. I was like, he orders a hash brown. I was like, oh, cool. No, but I bet you they had, no, they didn't. They wouldn't have had potatoes. They wouldn't have had they potatoes. They wouldn't have had potato? No, I don't think they had potatoes. I think what? potatoes are like a weirdly recent introduction. Like I feel like potatoes came over after the Mayflower or some shit like that. No. Like potatoes definitely came from like the new world. What? Potatoes give me like the oldest food energy ever. Yeah, there were people in the new world. They just aren't given a voice by history. I don't know. What's the new world? The Americas. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Google potatoes, but you keep going. But I feel like that's my vibe. I feel like potatoes came over with like coffee and shit like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So by the way, guys, this is not like our cult rundowns where I'd like written out a script. Like I'm, I'm one parallel deep and I'm ready to fucking biblicize. It is native to the United States and Southern Chile. Thank you to my brain for somehow knowing that. Back to the story. Caesar Augustus orders a census because he wants to count his people. So everybody is ordered to go back, the whole way back, to their freaking hometown. Can you imagine being scattered to the corners of the empire and then having to go all the way, trek it back to your freaking hometown? Imagine if you're from, like, goddamn Pompeii and you have to, like, shuffle all the way back from, like, Judea or something. Yeah, that's very fun. That would suck so hard. Anyway, so everyone is going back to their hometowns. Or if you're a woman and you're the property of a man, you're going back to his hometown. And that's exactly what this wacky little couple called Mary and Joseph were doing when we meet them. Now, (laughs) the thing about Mary and Joseph, it's our little age gap love action here. Mary is about 13 fucking years old at this point. Uh And she has had a rough trot of it because 
nay but nine months prior she's like sitting on the loo just like trying to take some time out being a teenager thinking about what she wants for her bar mitzvah bar mitzvah whatever um she's just chilling and then like this dude just pops up and she's like holy shit like sorry what he's like floating and glowing and he's got wings and it's like this weird singing and she's like what the fuck is happening she thinks she's fully having a stroke yeah and what did what did he say to her and he said sup mary uh i'm just here to tell you that i'm here from the lord and you're sorry what was your name what was your name i didn't catch it uh, my legal name is Gabriel. People call me Gabe. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. It's Gabe when the hat's Mary. backwards. Don't get it twisted. Exactly. And he said, Mary, you're preggers. And you know what? You've been preggers by the God. The God that I'm coming down to hang to you from. And she's like, sorry, what? But like before he can answer, he's gone already. Yeah. So she's just like, like, I have so many questions. Like, which God is it? Is it a new And he like spins his Ra? cap around. Like he has the cap, the backer's cap. And he spins it around and then tips his head and then poof, that's how he goes he's gone and so mary's just there and Achoo. she's like yikes my fallopian tubes are feeling weird and but then Ew. she's still like which god is it is it ra you know True. she's like oh is it the jewish god yahweh yeah. probably is it osiris you know if they're Does just all, is it any? is it odin is it thor what are, what are the actual would Mary have known the Roman gods? I don't think she would have. But she's a subject of Caesar Augustus. I mean, I get that, but also she's like 12. That, uh, I'm sorry, I knew so much about, I would have been able to tell this story meticulously at the age of 12. Uh, yeah, you had like encyclopedias and education. That's true. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't think that God would have chosen a dunce to carry his child. I'm Women sure. wouldn't have gone to school back then. We don't know that for a fact. Probably the way. I don't know, man. I don't know. And also, I don't know when the Roman gods died out. I definitely watched a documentary about it, but apparently I didn't store that, like the potato thing. So, (laughs) back to Mary. She's like, what the fuck? Because now she's pregnant, but like, she's not done it. She's a good girl. She's not even done it one time. She's She's engaged to Joseph. Disgusting slut. That's right. And so I'd imagine there was like some tense How chat. How old is Joe? How old's Joe? I've heard conflicting accounts. Some of them are like, he's kind of age appropriate. And others are like, he was 50. Like, you do, I don't know. I feel he like was... anything under 40 feels age appropriate for that time. Um, So they must have had like a pretty awkward chat, right? Yeah. Where she like it's comes like, back from hey, the toilet I'm... and like he's just seen some guy in a, in a flat cap like fly away. And he's like, what the fuck? Zoom away. And he, and can, I, can I tell you how this conversation went down? Cause I yeah, absolutely. Because I've recording of this recently. Mm-hmm. So recording, he says, hey, Mary, uh, just like wanting to know like, who's that guy with the cap? And she's like, okay, Joe. She's like, first of <laughs> all, which way was the cap when you saw him? Because I'm going to have which a Which way was answer. it? And he's like, it was forwards, I think. And she's like, oh my God. Okay. So it was backwards when I saw him. Anyway, um, so... Uh, there's this like guy called Gabe came down wearing a cool backwards cap. I promise I wasn't cheating on you. He wasn't that cute. Um, but secretly she's like, fuck, he was kind of hot. She's like, damn, um, I kind of hope he's the dad. And he's just like playing it really smooth. Yeah. Um, and she's like, anyway, um, so it turns out there's a God. Um, so confirm a Rooney on that one. Um, and Joseph's like, and, wait, which one? But she just like keeps steamrolling through him. And she's like, fuck, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, and he's made me pregnant. Uh, I've got the son of God inside of me. And, like, I swear I just went to pee. Um, and then that guy came. But, like, it's it's dead ass. It's not anything sketchy. Uh, but I am pregnant with Joseph, the son of God. And Joseph 
just got like all quiet and weird and just kind of like yeah. nodded his head and like walked off. A few months later, though, he's like, look, I know we haven't spoken since like flat cap Gabe, like, yeah, shoved one in ya. But we have to go, we have to go back to Bethlehem because it's the census. So they're like having this awkward chat. They're like walking back to Bethlehem from wherever they were. Mm -hmm. I feel like Bethlehem is in Judea. I don't know where Nazareth comes into this. Because I know it's like Jesus of Nazareth. Like, this isn't a geography podcast. <laughs> Good God. I would. That's the one podcast I could not host. <laughs> uh, but they're like having this really awkward chat as you're like shuffling along all the way back to Bethlehem. They're like... Do you reckon oh. they played like Animal Vegetable Mineral back then? Yeah. There's like every time it's just donkey. Just a bit of I spy. Yeah. Sand. Fuck. <laughs> He's like, look, were you serious about like the whole God thing? Like, if you tell me you cheated on me, like, I'm not going to be mad. Like, we're already betrothed. Like, at this point point my family owns you like you're about to get censused like in my town like just tell me and she's like no swear down like I almost swear said swear to go- I almost said swear to god but like at this point I don't want to br- bring any more attention but, but also like- honestly in my head I was saying swear down as soon as you said <laughs> Mary's just a swear down girl hand to god his hands have not been on me but like his child is um thriving within mine teenage womb and he's like all right like i trust you anyway here's a donkey hop on it because it's really safe for a heavily pregnant woman to ride a donkey especially for long (laughs) stretches of time anywho they work it out and eventually at nightfall probably several fucking weeks if not months later they arrive in bethlehem now they arrive without a fucking reservation they just rock up and like keep in mind this is census time so everyone who is ever going to be there is there and they're like, to Bethlehem. It's one of those things that annoys me. It's like, have you not heard of Booking.com? Yeah. Like, just plan ahead. It's like, no wonder you people are in this mess. Like, you've not, you couldn't have had, like, one of your family members come and, like, just check that there was a room free for you. Or, like, if it's yeah. your hometown, there's no one else you can stay with, Joseph. Like, plan what ahead, bridges sis. have you burned? Anyway, they're a couple without a reservation. And then they, like, kick up a huge fuss when there are no rooms left, which is just very entitled. Because there are so many other people that have been traveling. Like, imagine there would be, like, sick people and, like, old people. And, like, what makes you think that you're most entitled to a room? You want them to go in and, like, kick someone I out think for it's you? The, I think it's the son of God in her, in her womb. Yeah, but probably. you're not going to buy that. Imagine you. You're, like, working the desk at Christmas. And you're like, <laughs> we're full. Like, we're full. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they know what Christmas is. And, and they just won't shut the hell up. And this woman's like, God's baby is in me. And you're like, okay, I don't want to hear anything about your weird fucking boyfriend and his penis. Like, I don't want to hear about that. Like, we are full. What would you have me do? And they just won't leave. And so eventually you're like, go to the shed. Just go to the fucking shed. Just go to the fucking shed. So you send them out to the stables. Yeah, you're like, out you hop. And, like, you just don't even fucking think about it. You, like, put your little sign on your desk, like, close. Like, call this number if you have an emergency. Like, I am out. It's Christmas time. And so they (laughs) pop out to the shed. And, like, no sooner do they lay down in that hay, out pops the son of Christ. Was it? I feel like it would have definitely been like a Kourtney Kardashian birth, like where she just pulled her own baby out. No, nah, Mary's too chicken shit for that at this point. I think Mary grows into like a heroine, but at this point, like she's too much of a pussy to pull that baby out. That baby flies out I'm, on his own. I mean, that's fair. She's also 13. Yeah. <laughs> Little bitch! Anyway. So, <laughs> Jesus is born. He is covered mm-hmm. in amniotic fluid. He is like bright purple. <clears throat> He's just gooey. It looks like someone's poured like a tin of SpaghettiOs over this kid. Yuck. 
But somehow Disgusting. they clean him off. Like I imagine mom. like a cow licks him clean or something. Because there's so many animals there. There's like cows and probably like a camel and like maybe a, there's definitely a donkey. Absolutely a donkey. Um, just heaps of barnyard animals around. So like one of them's probably cleaning Jesus off while Mary's getting stitched up by like, I don't know, the shoe, the shoe man. I don't think she would need to get stitched up. I feel like that's the whole point of like, like if you have a baby when you're like young, like a teenager, it's like easier. Not if you have the tiny, tiny frame of a teenager. Yeah, true. Maybe Jesus, know. maybe Mary was like six foot. We don't know that. Maybe Mary was like just thick as fuck. Yeah, true. Maybe she really did just shoot that infant across <laughs> Wait, the Wait, I'm remembering room. she's a and teenager. I take back the thick as fuck comment. <laughs> I was just imagining like Mary giving birth, Jesus shooting across the barn and Joseph like catching him in the little manger. Like, whatchoo. Yeah. So anyway, he's born. And yeah. then they're just sitting there and they're like, what the fuck do we do now? Meanwhile, God has a plan, guys. He's always got a plan. I'm sure this year is going to amount to something. Um, but he's got a plan, but he doesn't want to tell them just yet. So yeah. he sends Gabe, who's got his cap on front ways this time. He's Gabriel. Because he's uh-huh. like, this is a he- big day. He's been promoted. He's like, fuck, I've got big responsibilities. He's got his blazer on, like, those little Instagram, like, boss bays where they just wear a blazer each time they have to feel professional. Yeah, Gabe's got a front cap on now. Thank goodness God didn't find out that, like, Gabe accidentally popped up to, like, three of the wrong chick, like, before he got to marry. He, like, <laughs> finally hit the right one. Anyway, yeah. if you were Angel Gabriel, who would you pop up to as soon as the Son of Christ has been born? Who would you tell? Look, I had props tell Mary. Mm-hmm. I think she knows. And I don't... Yeah, I think she was there. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. <laughs> was it just the three wise men? Mm, if you were the angel Gabriel, would you pop up to just some random shepherds just on a hill? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he did. He just popped up some random fucking shepherds. Just some random mm-hmm. dudes tending to their flocks by night all seated on the bank. Um, and he just pops up and he's like, FYI. Christ child is here, guys. And they're all like, sorry, what? Come again. He's like, guys, Christ child hast been born. Go tell it mm. on the mountain. And so they're like, all right, we've got that. Let's go, go spread it far and wide. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're all running. These shepherds just like lose their fucking minds. They're like sprinting across the countryside of Judea. They're like, Christ child, Christ child. There's a Christ child, guys. And some little narc... Um, I'm led to believe via some song or another that it is um, a little sh- a little boy that narks. Yes. But I'm not yeah. 100% sure. From, um, that, from that classic Christmas hymn, Little Boy the Narc. <laughs> <laughs> little bitch boys in parentheses run to Herod. Because that's exactly what happened. He's a little bitch. Happened. Yeah, he's a snitch. <laughs> yeah. Go tell Herod, you little fucking loser. Anyway. <laughs> Someone told Herod, and like you might be thinking, thank you, Herod. I love you, Herod, because he hands out candies to all the children. But unfortunately, Herod actually not quite a chill guy. So mm. if you're like, wait, I thought Caesar Augustus was emperor at this point. Like, yes, true, but Herod is like a lesser king that's like somewhere else in the Roman Empire. So yeah. Herod's like in charge of this little region. He's like, you know, let him have his patch of land, whatever. He's not hurting anyone yet. So <gasps> someone tells Herod that the king of the Jews has been born. The Christ child. And he's going to be the king of the Jews. And Herod's like, that's my fucking title. Are you joking? This is the worst Christmas of my whole life, including the time that my parents made me go see Spirited Away. 
What? No head? Slams phone on ground and jumps on skateboard. God, I love that vine so much. I quote that so much. I think that's my most quoted vine, hands down. What? No Herod? Yeah, that's what that, that's that's where I was getting to. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Basically <laughs> that. And he's like, this will not do. This will not yeah. do. Luckily, somewhere else across the galaxy, there are three wise men. We don't know if they were kings or if they were just guys that were hanging out and, like, history has shone a kind light upon them. Either Honestly, way. Like, and how, how are we deciding that they were wise? Because they're like, super into astrology, Fiona. Are they good at Sudoku? Okay. Yeah. Astrology works too. One of them is a gibbon. Anyway. <laughs> I believe the their gibbon. names are Balthazar, Casper, and Melchior. That Casper might be wrong. a ghost. Maddie, don't be fucking stupid. Well, they're all dead now, presumably. <laughs> Except for whichever one is now a gibbon. <laughs> the one that wants to be reincarnated into a very wise gibbon. Probably Melchior. Anyway, these guys are really into astronomy, but also astrology because they're like into the vibes of the universe. So they look up and they're like, what is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Casper, what the fuck is that? And Casper's like, I do not know Balthazar. What is that? And he's like, that's a huge star. And they're like, oh, yikes. Is that like, is it a meteor? They're like, that was not there yesterday, bro. Like, I swear down. Like, this is not, this is not (laughs) here. They swear down. I don't think that, I don't think you've done the voice right for the wise men. I think that they all, I think they all have British accents. (laughs) Okay. I swear to God, I saw the start there and it wasn't there yesterday. By the only way is Essex voice. You go for it. I'm going to be one of them. And I talk I really like love you, but you keep I cheating just... on me, James. All right. So there's a star in the sky and it wasn't there yesterday. And we're I'm all sorry. Like... It's one of the stars from the... Oh, there was a six here with us right now. Yeah. So they're basically... so good. They're like, is this a meteor? Like, are we about to get dinosaured? Uh, meteor. <laughs> and one of the times, the reasons that they're so wise is that, like, they knew dinosaurs existed. Like, there'd been no excavation at this point. Paleontology did not exist. But they're like, are we going to get dinosaur? But they stand there for a while and they're like, nah, it's not getting any bigger, but it is moving slightly. So, like, should we just follow it? Like, should we just commit? Do you and they're we all just like, trot along and follow the star for the night? Yeah, oh, like, go on then. We got nothing else on, Gavna. So. All right, let's go for a stroll. Yeah, they're like, what's, let, like, for fucking gags. Like, let's follow this star. So yeah. they ride for, like, literally weeks. Like, in the Bible, it says they arrive on, like, January 6th, because that's Epiphany, and I'm pretty sure that's when they're meant to have, like, arrived. But I did, like, a Google one time to find out how long it would have taken them to ride, and I think it was something like two months. <laughs> so these guys are just following the star for two months. What? So that's... Yeah. Jesus isn't meant to be, like, a fucking, you know, one month away from daycare if you're putting your kid in daycare This is what I'm thinking, but maybe the star, maybe the timeline here got mixed up just by, like, Christianity being written by a bunch of white men, like, way after the fact. Ugh. And yeah, it's just being written by white men. They fuck everything up. I know. So they're just riding and riding and riding. And on the way, they take a leaf out of little Narc Boy's book and stop into Herod. And they're like, hey, Herod, what's good? And he's like, yeah, what's good, bros? And they're like, yeah, we're off to find this Christ child guy. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, when you find him, like, just on your way back, like, come tell me. Just holla. Like, just come tell me. And they're like, oh, all right. So they, like, head back off. But then God is like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go back to Harry. He's like standing behind them doing like the little like uh, straight hand across yeah, the neck. Like, he's like, no, guys. no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So they're like, maybe like something's giving me a bad vibe. So maybe we don't pop back into Herod. Anyway, we'll figure it out on the way. So eventually yeah. they reach this like weird little shed and they're like, what the fuck? Like we followed this star for two and a half months and like 
they're not even giving us a room at the inn. Like, the woman at the desk was so rude. But they go back to the shed and they, like, find this, like, 12-year-old girl and her 50-year-old boyfriend and, like, this baby getting licked by a cow. And they're like, all right, like, he's glowing a bit, so this is probably what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And they've each brought a little gift. So, like, what I would bring for a baby is, like, I probably would bring, like, a little gift for the mother to be, like, maybe you can go, like, get a, a massage or something. A little or, like, day spa for yeah. your love. Or, like, some some books that the kid can use when it's old. Or, like, some practical things. Yeah. They instead have gone Huggies. with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, gold is great because no matter what happens to the economy, it's always worth something. Frankincense, I'm not really sure. Is that, like, smelly stuff? I honestly think frankincense is incense. And yeah. I am so open to being wrong about that. Yeah, no, I reckon it's, like, what they do in church. Yeah, but, like, not good for babies, either way. And then I don't know what myrrh is. But, again, I'm like, this is probably not what, like, an impoverished teen mother wants for her firstborn. Frankincense is an oil. Yeah. But it does have, it has that churchy smell. It's, like, woody, spicy smell and can be inhaled, absorbed through the skin, steeped in tea, or taken as a supplement. Anyway. So these guys rock up with their presents. They give them to Jesus. And they're like, great, cool. Like, we just wanted to come, like, say hello. And then they leave. They bail. And as they're on their way, just back home on their, like, two and a half month trip back, they are like, yeah, definitely let's not tell Herod. Like, we got a bad vibe from him, and also God said, don't do it. So, like, we probably shouldn't. Mm, Let's not do it. So then they bypass Herod, and they don't do it. And Herod's like, where the fuck are those guys? Where's Caspar, Balthazar, and Melchior? Like, where are they at? And then he's like, you there, little shepherd boy, like, where the fuck are they? And he's like, I haven't heard anything, but, like, the Christ child definitely has been born. Like, that's all I can tell you. That's all the info that I have. So Herod MVP, I heard fucking it happened. loses it. He loses it. He's like, I will not have this usurper. Like, not only have I been, like, preemptively usurped, but these, like, three wise asses have just tried to, like, really insult me. So he's livid. And instead of just being like, does anyone else have any more, like, more solid intel on who this kid is and where he is? He's like, kill them all. Just call the babies. Just get it out. Yeah. So Herodor is a baby genocide, right? And he like, I don't know. How did they escape? How did this baby not, how did Jesus not get genocided? Yeah. This is a real question. There's a very easy answer to it somewhere in the Bible, guys, but I don't remember it right now. So like, I'm just going to think that maybe they didn't think to look in a barn. I don't know. But... (laughs) Maybe they hid under some hay. Yeah. Or maybe God protected them. Who knows? Either way, God let a whole generation of little babies get culled just so his weird son, um, no offense, didn't die. Or could, like, fulfill (laughs) his, like, 30 years of life. So that's what happened. Herod killed a bunch of babies, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. Yeah, true. Correct. So I wish you all a happy holiday. Merry Chris. Can we try and harmonize? Let's harmonize. You can do it. I, Maddie, you know I can't harmonize. You know what? I'm going to do it and you're going to edit me over me. Okay, ready? Yeah, I am going to do that. Go for it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then. Merry Christmas. Nah, she's 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 pitchy tonight. Flat. You're so flat. You don't even look good while you're singing. painful i'm my face is so red and on fire (laughs)
So can I, I just this ask? This is definitely an allergen. Yes. Traditionally, how does the nativity story end, guys? <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea how to wrap it. Is it just vibing. because you've got the child's born, but then the wise men aren't there yet? And then, like, you have to do the baby call because it's such an important part. That's Herod's whole bit. You might as well just cut yeah. Herod if you're not going to do the baby call. But I guess, like... effective storytelling. I guess we'd have to go through his whole life. And that would really cut into our Easter content, so... <laughs> it really would. Yeah. I think so, that's a wrap on the Christmas epi. That should have reminded you all what the true meaning of Christmas is. Um, the true meaning of Fiona's vocals and harmonizing with herself. Yeah. Well, you didn't, you chickened out. Oh my God. Fine. I'll work. I'll voice record myself later, Maddie, if you're going to insist on it. Great. I'll send you lots of little voice notes of me harmonizing with myself. Wonderful. So that's the true meaning of Christmas. Don't forget that the true meaning of January 2nd is my birthday. Um, Uh we will be back probably around the fifth, whatever the Tuesday is fourth, fifth. I don't know. Um, but more importantly, than the birth of Christ. This marks the end of the first ever series of the Cap and Fever podcast. Oh, I'm emotional. I've had too many pims, Maddie. Yeah, I finished my pale ale and my head is gone. Um, I'm feeling sad about Jesse again now. So I'm just feeling sad about like everything. I think I need a grilled cheese to just perp myself back up again. Yeah, I might go eat some um I've got some like apple pastries. Like young little apple pastries. Yeah, after my four fucking lemon meringue pies that I ate last week. <laughs> anyway. By the way, if you Google myrrh, um, it looks like um, they look like chicken nuggets. Oh, what? It's incense, but it kind of looks like Google myrrh Bible. I'm Googling how many babies did Herod kill. Oh. Uh-huh. Apparently he killed three of his own sons. Oh, but that's not like, what I'm fucking asking. Three babies full stop is a lot. And then having them be your own kid. Yeah, but this is called the massacre of innocence. And that sounds like what we're talking about. It is. How many babies? All the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under. Um, so that's really awkward because that's just a huge time frame. Two years old. Maybe it took him a while to realize the kings weren't coming back. I mean, all of them, I guess, is the answer. Any boy under two. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a lot. Yeah, I think that's we can quite a lot. That. Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm pretty sure Hanukkah's over by now, but, like, happy times for you, too. Any mm-hmm. other um, denominational or non-denominational holiday? Um, Any people in cults? If you have Saturnalia? Holiday, let us know. Winter slash summer solstice, depending on where you are. Like, just happy times. Toy day if you play Animal Crossing. Yeah, happy season one of Cabin Fever. Mm-hmm. And happy final year of four out of four Little Mix for now. Stop it. We hope you've enjoyed this g- giant, giant episode. We will see you mm-hmm. all fresh and new in 2021. Where all of our problems will be solved because that's how years work. That's how it works. <laughs> Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Wait, can I give you kisses again? Yes. Mwah. Happy New Year.